Is this thing on? Are you ready, Matt? You're listening to Box Office Avengers with Matt Diaz and Ernesto Santos. Good evening, folks. We have a wonderful evening's entertainment lined up for you. We know each other. He's a friend from work. Hello and welcome to another episode of Box Office Bingers. Ernesto, we have a good episode. Actually, not good. We have a great episode in store for you guys this week. And we also have a special guest this week, too. We haven't had this person since March of last year. So, Ernesto, tell our lovely listeners what we're reviewing and who are we reviewing with. We are reviewing... Adam McKay's new movie on Netflix that's dominating Netflix right now. Over mm-hmm. 159 million views last time. Last time I checked, written and directed by Adam McKay, uh, Don't Look Up, starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Jeff- Jennifer Lawrence. And we have the one, the only, Jacqueline D'Agostino joining us. Thank you for coming back. Mm-hmm. Finally got you to, finally got you to watch a movie instead of us watching <laughs> exactly. reality TV or crime documentary series. <laughs> very out of my realm of things but i did it because well i had a new mic that i thought i was going to use for this fancy <laughs> podcast microphone that i was going to be using so i was we really tried. stoked but yeah it didn't work out but i did watch the movie and it was something that i'm not used to watching which i appreciate um but i i have some thoughts I, okay. I also have thoughts. I feel there's there's a definite conversation regarding this movie, which I think obviously yeah. he made on purpose, and we're going to get into that right. later on. But Matt, we have yeah. – there's so much to talk about in the news department. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. We're Of course, we're diving into some news and, of course, what you're watching. So, Jacqueline, strap in. You, we've uh, altered the show a little bit. When you had you on the show, now you're going to be dealing with what we normally do on the show. Yeah. <laughs> so it's our hopefully, turn. It's <laughs> on our side now. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully you may or may not have some thoughts of what's going on in the entertainment world, but I guess we'll find out. Um, but, cool. Jacqueline, if you didn't know... Uh, the Golden Globes, the 2022 Golden Globes were uh, happening over the weekend. Now, if you didn't listen last or two weeks ago to our podcast when we announced, when we talked about the nominations, or if you didn't find out on social media that it was happening, that's okay. Because if you really weren't looking for it, you wouldn't know that these awards were happening because there were very, very little fanfare that happened around these, uh, the if Golden any. Globe Awards. If any, really. <laughs> um so the gold and gold winners were uh, have been announced uh, this past Sunday. The Hollywood Forum Press Association announced last week before the ceremony that media and celebrities were not invited to attend the event. They also announced that there would be no live stream available for people to watch at home. Winners would be announced on social media and and the Golden Globes website. So without much fanfare, the Hollywood Forum Press Association announced the winners of the Golden Globes via Twitter on Sunday night. Isn't that the strangest thing they could have done? That's their way of trying to throw shade? <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, didn't you guys post something? Like, I only knew that it happened because I saw your Instagram post on mm-hmm. <laughs> Box Office Bingers. Like, I was like, oh, oh, okay. I literally had zero idea. And at first I was like, oh, is this their predictions? 
Like, I didn't realize that it had, art, like, legitimately happened. Like, I found out on, literally on your Instagram. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it happened. Again, I mean, you're not, there's no fault if no one knew about it because they kind of just, like, let it, like, let it slide in there. Um, about less than a month ago, they had announced the nominations and then... You know, at the very least, they could have just streamed it on their YouTube channel for anybody who wanted to watch. Now, I wasn't going to because I was busy Sunday night and we have work the next morning. So, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you could have done a little bit more than just say, hey, just tune into our Twitter and our website and find out the winners. That seems stupid. Like, <laughs> especially com- going from what they what they were before to what they what it was now. It's like, yeah, I mean, plus <laughs> with all the bad press that they had. And, you know, pretty much all of Hollywood throwing shade at them, pretty much telling them that they didn't want to be there. And now right. saying that they're not invited. Well, it's because nobody was going to show up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, like, I I just feel like we were having a conversation today that, like, if we wonder if this is, like, people or all these big, like, talk shows or not talk shows. What am I saying? Award shows. Trying to move into the direction of, like, not having a host not really having a show, like turning it all to social media, like transitioning into not really making it a show that you can watch from home and just making it a social media thing where they list all the winners and that's that. Because I feel like over the years, the viewership for whether it's like the Emmys, the Oscars, the Grammys, I feel like it's gone down like a little bit each year. And whether that's for people that are like, oh, it's too political, it's too this, it's too that. Like, for whatever the reason is, I feel like the viewership isn't the same as what it was, like, in the early 2000s. But that's a lot of things. There's, like, smartphones now. Like, a lot of things are like that. Half of the TV shows that are worth watching, my opinion, are streaming, on streaming Mm. services. They're not on, Mm -hmm. like, primetime TV like they used to be. So I think it's just, like, a sign of the way that the industry is just going in general. Yeah, I, I think that they could easily have these uh, these shows if they if they move these award shows maybe to a streaming service and maybe do it live or or even if it's pre-recorded like kind of like any movie we watch on Netflix or HBO Max it could have already happened and not be live and then you can just tune in like all right the here are the awards go press play and you'll find out the winners um, they could easily make it like that I mean who knows where this direction is going but. It, it it definitely showing the sign of the times that we are definitely moving in a different direction and not a lot of people have cable anymore so it's hard to even see these award shows when it happens like i mean the the oscars airs on abc not everyone keeps those channels anymore no yeah with with streaming just there's no there's no need yeah exactly and all the better shows are on streaming anyway as we know like Ernesto, when was the last time you watched a show that was on cable? I mean, I, I remember, and it was probably Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but I catch it on Hulu, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. All right, without further ado, we're going to just dive into some of these Golden Globe uh, winners. Jacqueline, get your pen and paper out, or I guess whip out your phone <laughs> or whatever you use to maybe write down some of the, the best winners. Uh, so The Power of the Dog took home three awards that night, winning Best Motion Picture Drama, Jane Campen winning Best Director for Power of the Dog, and it uh, looks like Cody Smith-McPhee winning for Best Supporting Actor. Uh, West Side Story also took home three awards, winning Best Motion Picture Musical or Comedy, Rachel Zegler winning for Best Actress in a Musical or Comedy, wow. Ernesto, she's never acted in a motion picture before, and she's already winning awards. That's crazy. <laughs> right? Um, and so, obviously, yeah, I haven't seen the movie yet. I don't think, Ernesto, have you seen? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, this is a performance that's worth uh, looking at. Or I guess it's worth it the hype. It the theaters. <laughs> I know, right? 
Um, and her co-star, Ariana DeBois, winning uh, for Best Supporting Actress. I guess she was a co-star in West Side Story. Uh, Nick uh, Nicole Kidman won for Best Actress in a Drama for her role as Lucille Ball in Being the Ricardos, beating out Lady Gaga, Jessica Chastain, and Kristen Stewart. Um, Lady Gaga wasn't going to win, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was garbage. <laughs> Sorry. I, I love Lady I Gaga. I not either. I, I, I like the movie, like it was okay, but I just felt like out of all the people in there, like Jared Leto was the was the best performance yes. all yeah. across the board. Did, did you like, not like Lady Gaga in that movie at all? I mean, no, I did. I just did it. I wasn't like, I don't know. Like, I know she said she, you know, practiced the Italian accent really hard and spoke it in that accent nonstop, like all leading up to the film, but it still didn't seem very authentic to me like i don't know okay. maybe it's because i like know that she doesn't have an italian accent you know but <laughs> it just didn't seem like it seemed a little forced i don't know maybe that's just i don't know i'm over analyzing it but i just like jared leto i forgot it was him until like almost like halfway through the movie i was like oh my god that's jared leto because he was just mm-hmm. like just such a different person that's like the point of acting right like yeah. i don't know it was a hit. See, Jared Leto's was a little Super Mario Brothers for me. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I, I mean, that. my my to me, it's just overshadowed. I just didn't. I did not like House of Gucci. I just didn't like. I felt like they they had something that could have been good, and they just they took it a different way. And it's just, I don't know. It was weird. It was a weird yeah. film. It was yeah. I feel like it it was um, very long for not yes. the right reasons. That makes yes, sense. That's, that, that's a good way of explaining because it really was. <laughs> it was really long. Yeah, it was like they told a lot of story hours. that didn't need to be told. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Exactly. Like they're so yeah, like. And, uh, I don't even want to get into it. Like, just, <laughs> oh I, I went on. I went on a rant. Just, I just like you could have spent the first twenty minutes of the movie like telling the world why we should care about Gucci, and then go into what happened. Like, I don't know. Right. They, they could have. They could have told so much. Like, such a better story could have been told there. I also wanted to know more about like her trial and how she got out early and like yeah. things like that. Like, there was all that whole. Like, and the assassination, like, that was all, like, so, like, squeezed into the last 20 minutes of the film. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, I feel like that was really important stuff that we're just glazing over. And we're squeezing into the last 20 minutes of this, like, five-hour movie. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Agreed. (laughs) Agreed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think Lady Gaga was fine. I think, you know, I'm still not surprised of getting the the nominations, but for, for for the win... Probably not. Yeah, all yeah, across no. the board, that movie was a little bit of a disappointment. Um, which wasn't who wasn't a disappointment. Will Smith won Best Actor oh. in a Drama for his performance in King Richard, Great and yeah. Andrew Garfield won for Best Actor in a Musical or in Comedy for his performance in Tick Tick Boom. Honestly, if they said Spider Man No Way Home, I would have agreed with it anyway. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but more specifically, I think Will Smith and Andrew Garfield well deserved, Ernesto. We both – actually, this was in the same episode. We saw King Richard and Tick Tick Boom in the same episode. That's right. That's true. That's true. And, uh, yeah, well-deserved all across the board there. Will Smith was fantastic, but I really, really liked Andrew Garfield's performance in Tick Tick Boom. 
Um, Kenneth Branagh won for best screenplay for his movie Belfast, uh, beating out Don't Look Up, The Power of the Dog, Licorice Pizza, and Being the Ricardos. Encanto won for best animated film. Billie Eilish won for best original song for... Uh, for her for writing uh, her song No Time to Die from No Time to Die. And Dune won for Best Original Score, composed by the one and only Hans Zimmer. Zimmer, of course. <laughs> Hans Zimmer. Uh, he's, he's, uh, he's so good. Um, you know, speaking of Hans Zimmer, he has only won an Oscar once, and it was for The Lion King. He's been nominated a whole other bunch of times, but he won it back in 95 for The Lion King. So we might be seeing another Oscar in his future uh dune was a very interesting movie but the score is like when you're in that theater and they're yelling at you like with that score it's (laughs) you know what i'm talking about ernesto like like, oh Oh my god i'm awake Um, and despite multiple nominations, Don't Look Up and Licorice Pizza did not win any awards. I guess we'll talk about Don't Look Up a little bit later to see if it was deserved or not. But <laughs> Ernesto, I know you saw Licorice Pizza, so any surprise there? Uh, I'm a little bit, but I, I mean, I really loved it. I thought it was a great – it just maybe – it just didn't hold up against – I mean, you look at King Richard talking about mm-hmm. the father of two of the greatest athletes that's ever lived, like – or yeah. next to Lucille, the the story of Lucille Ball. I mean, yeah. Like, how do you how do you compare? But Licorice Pizza is it's great. It's a great movie. Like a great like teenage awkward love story. Very well done. Yeah. I remember you seeing make the good... previews for it when I in House of Gucci, and I'm like, that seems like the most random movie title <laughs> and random movie ever. Yeah, uh, it, it is. I mean, it's it's a very random movie, but it's it's good. It's funny. Like it's. I think that the trailer undersells it. Okay. I, yeah. Cause I'm like, yeah. Because it isn't. I thought this. I told you, Matt. I walked in this movie. I said, you know, what, I'm just gonna watch it. It's nominated, and I was like, I'm probably not gonna like this, but whatever. I'm just gonna. <laughs> it'll be something that I watch. And I walked out, and I was pleasantly surprised. I think maybe so that's why said. I liked it so much. Is because I. I would. I had like b- pretty much not even no expectations. I had below expectations. Like I ex- like I was yeah. expecting to f- full on trash this movie. <laughs> You're gonna walk in there with a nose so high up is like ah oh, screw this like, movie oh, whatever. <laughs> Let me get my notes ready. Reasons why this movie sucks. <laughs> And then, and then toward the end, you're like, oh, I gotta cross off this title. All right, yeah. <laughs> Let me change this. I mean, the best part of that movie is Bradley Bradley Cooper at the end of the movie. He literally makes the movie. He makes the movie. Okay. So yes, I, I'm looking forward to watch it. I know you 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 act. You're selling me on the movie because with Jack, like just like Jacqueline, I was like, this does not look like a good movie at all. It looks very yeah. random. Um, I understand. I felt the same way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's the movie category for television. Succession won, uh, won big, taking home three awards, including Best TV Series Drama, with Jeremy Strong winning for Best Actor for Drama, as well as uh, Sarah Snook uh, winning for Best Supporting Actress. Hacks did pretty well, taking home two awards, one for Best TV Series Comedy and the other for Gene Smart winning for Best Actress in a Comedy. I think that's – Ernesto, you've seen Succession and we've both seen Hacks. Is that that seems to be all across the board understandable? Yeah, I mean, Hacks was great. I mean, that was, that was kind of like uh, Gene Smart's comeback. It was, mm-hmm. it was a great, great little series. And I haven't seen this new season of Succession, but I hear nothing but good things. I, I'm actually surprised Hacks beat 
Ted Lasso, which seemed to be the front runner normally oh, for these true. type of awards. So, you know, this kind of speaks more volume that the Golden Globes pick hacks, which is not a bad choice. I mean, I, I like the show, too. Honestly, you pick any one of them, it's fine. Yeah. Um, uh, where I just lost my place. Michaela. Michaela Thank you. J. Michaela Rodriguez. J. Rodriguez won for Best Actress in a Drama for her performance in Pose, which it could be the first for the series uh, winning any award. So congratulations to them. Uh, Jason Sudeikis won for Best Actor in a Comedy for his performance in Ted Lasso. And Oh Young Soo, the old man from Squid Game, won for Best Supporting <laughs> Actor, which is, I mean, he was great in that show, this first, first, first and foremost. So I'm happy to see he kind of he was one of the highlights of that show for me. So I'm happy to see that he came out I mean, of it. He's, yeah. a, he's a very pivotal to everything that happens in that show. Yes. Don't want to give it away in case you haven't seen it. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. I just feel like I've been wanting to watch it, but it just seems so dark. that Everyone says it's like a lot to watch or they'll say, don't watch it before bed or something like that. And I know, like, yes, I watch true crime things, but I like put that in a box yeah. and that's just like different. I don't know why. So but, I just like, but that's real, and this is fake. No, I know. <laughs> that's, why it's, that's why it's so weird. Because I just like almost like compartmentalize like yeah. true crime and like detach it from myself almost, so that like people are like, don't watch it before bed. It's a little dark, and I'm like, okay. So like I haven't been in the mood to watch something like that. I've been watching like, um. Like uh, I guess we'll talk about it in a second. I don't want to like, or, I don't want to like jump. We're forward, not there but yet. Like, <laughs> yeah, but like more things like only murders in the building, like sort of like cutesy stuff, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. It, it is weird because I I never saw like Squid Game. I never thought of Squid Game as being dark. It's just a little you know gruesome in my opinion. Like it, it, they some people don't want to see that type of material before they go to bed. But I I never took right. it as like dark material like heavy stuff. I don't know about you, Ernesto. Not heavy, but I think dark and just like, just the fact that some, the, the construction of the whole thing, like just the yes. whole, I, the whole idea of it is, is dark in itself. I mean, the, well, the, one of the, the red light, green light is like the main one they portray in the trailer. And that's pretty dark in itself. Just seeing people right. getting blasted for moving. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So some people might not stomach that before they go to bed. I don't mind even. I've, I've fallen asleep with a show and, and, and any show and movie many times. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and then uh, uh, lastly in the uh, limited series category, Amazon Prime Videos, The Underground Railroad won for mm. Best Limited Series. Kate Winslet won for Best Actress for Mayor of Easttown. And Michael Keaton won for Best Actor in Dope Sick. Um, I can't speak for the other two, but obviously, Ernesto, you know my love for Mayor of Easttown. Kate Winslet definitely uh, earned that award. Um, she beat out Elizabeth Olsen in uh, WandaVision, but I'll give it a pass. <laughs> I guess it's okay. I guess it's <laughs> at least okay. they got. It's at least okay. they have the nomination. That's that's. They something. got right. Yeah. So at least it was recognized. Um, but there you go. Those are all of the winners for the Golden Globe 2022 Golden Globes. Take all of that with a grain of salt. If anything, we can look at this as as we normally do, Ernesto, like a prelude into the Oscar season. Uh, yeah. So we kind of get a gauge of what people are looking at. And honestly, if Will Smith and Andrew Garfield, I look at that category the most. Like the, the Between the Golden Globe and the Oscars, Golden Globes has a separate category for, for drama and a separate category for music and comedy. But then with the Oscars, you only got five slots in there for Best Actor. So if Andrew Garfield and Will Smith both get in there, that's a hard decision for me because they were both great. 
Do you see them both being nominated? I mean, what else do I you think, think so. would go up against it? Obviously, it's going to be um, Benedict Cumberbatch will probably be up there for Power of the Dog. Yes, I think that's going to be up there as well. I think those are the three, that's and then three the other of, two. That's three, that's three out of three five, five already. I know. I, I honestly, I think the other two are kind of, uh, you know, they could throw Leonardo DiCaprio a bone for Don't Look Up. I'm not saying that's a high contender, but it's probable. You have Javier Bardem playing um, uh, aside Lucy. What's his What's his name? Desi Arnaz. Thank you. Thank you. They they could they could throw it his way um, for yeah, for I his really portrayal. I really want to see that movie. It's supposed to be. <clears throat> yeah, that's de- that's definitely on the docket for sure. Um, I tried. And I, forgot. I mean, it was. Sorry, it was it was um I fell asleep, but that's not a testament to the movie. I was just like very tired. So I was just like <laughs> I, I was tuning in, it was really good. It was interesting because they have like interviews with real people like Ooh. sprinkled into the movie, which I've never seen like a you either it's like a documentary style or a film, you know, but it was almost right, like right. a hybrid. I only watched the first twenty minutes. I'm gonna finish it. I was just like I was just tired. So like a draw, like a like a like a well dramatized documentary. Yeah, like that's the impression that I got at first, but I haven't, like I said, I haven't finished it. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, but yeah, so as the the Oscar nominations come out February eighth, so we will be most likely talking about that. We have the Critics Choice that's coming out whenever we talked about the nominations two weeks ago. The SAG Awards is also in the mix at the end of February, and nominations are soon on that. So there's a few other nominations that are leading up to the Oscars that we are in award season now. So all these we're going to be looking at in future episodes. Uh, we're moving on from the award season. Disney Pixar's upcoming animated film Turning Red is officially skipping theaters and is now debuting exclusively on Disney Plus on March 11th. Free, I'm sorry. Yeah, March 11th. Free for all subscribers. Uh, Kareem Daniel, chairman of the Disney Media and Entertainment Distribution, said in a statement, given the delay box office recovery, particularly for family films, flexibility remains at the core of our distribution decisions as we prioritize delivering the unparalleled content of the Walt Disney Company to audiences around the world. As of right now, the Toy Story spinoff Lightyear, starring Chris Evans, is still slated uh, to hit theaters June 17th. Now, this news, as you can imagine, Ernesto, caused a lot of controversy, and really specifically just the one big question is, why? And the reason why people are asking why would Disney do that again is because the last three Pixar movies, which were Soul, Luca, and now Turning Red, have been all shoved aside to Disney+. Plus. Whereas you look over at Disney Animation, when they were releasing their films, we had Ray and the Last Dragon that came out last March that had... Um, a dual release of Disney Plus with Premiere Access and in theaters, and then most recently Encanto that came out on Thanksgiving, exclusively in theaters for about a month, and then later put on Disney Plus on Christmas Eve. So people are like, well, you put your own movies in the theaters, so why don't you put the Pixar movies in the theaters? What are your thoughts, Ernesto? I mean, and that's just weird because even some of the Pixar movies are better than some of the Disney Animation Studios ones. I mean, it's maybe they don't think it's going to be that good. To be honest, like my kids were really excited to go see this. And it's just 
like you're only hurting the movie theaters because that's what really drives people to go to the movie theaters is to see these family friendly because that's not just me that's going to go see it i've got to take my whole corral of children <laughs> like <I've> gotta, <laughs> we all got like we're all gonna go like we're all gonna go see it so that's yeah that the only thing that's doing is hurting the theaters and it's just helping disney's bottom line because that's just going to bring more people to disney plus maybe they want to push more subscribers Jacqueline, what, what do you think? I'm not sure if you've been if you heard if this is any news to you, but I just explained most of it anyway. So, what do you think I of that? Like, I feel, I agree. Like, it's definitely hurting the movie theaters, and also like, how much money are you making? Like, if you like Ernesto, your whole family, like, wouldn't they make more money off of your entire family going to the box office versus all of you watching it on your one Disney Plus account? Absolutely. I mean, but see, but then that hurts. That takes out. If they put on Disney Plus, then that just cuts out the middleman. They don't have to pay. The, they don't have to take the percentage from the true. theaters. They take right. all of the money putting it on Disney Plus. Yeah. Yeah. And we've had this conversation before. Basically, with them making an announcement, people who are maybe considering canceling Disney Plus, but like, oh wait, you're 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 putting Turning Red on there. Well, I'll, I'll at least keep it through March. So they have you right. for another two months. Uh, but I read an in- interesting article that was kind of explaining why Disney might be doing this. And and I, and I agree with half of it. And basically, the, the kind of like the, the, the notes of this article was saying that Disney is willing to experiment with their own movies. Making it like because Ray and the Last Dragon had a Disney Plus premiere access and theaters and Encanto had and theaters exclusivity for a little bit and then, you know, shortly put on Disney Plus. Um, but with Pixar movies, it's a sure thing. Disney knows that people are going to go watch a Pixar movie because it's it appeals to adults and to children. So for them, they're like, well, if we know that people are going to be watching this, might as well put this in. In, in Disney Plus because we know people are going to keep their uh, their subscription as opposed if we did it to one of our own movies then we don't know if um, if they are going to come exclusively to watch one of Disney's movies now I, I, I agree and disagree with that because Pixar is a household name but I don't see why you can't do both I think I disagree and the only reason I say that because if they did feel that then it should be the opposite and the Disney movies should just be on Disney Plus, and they should be pushing the Pixar movies to go to the theaters, or at least do both, like they did Ray and the La- basically what they did for Ray and the Last Dragon, like that dual premiere with the with the premiere. You don't even have to do premiere. Well, I guess you, I guess you I mean, have they, to do premiere. They actually, well, you, I mean, you couldn't, but like HBO no. Max, HBO Max puts their movies out in the theaters and online. There's no extra subscription. There's no extra fee yeah. for that. For that, yeah. That's what makes me mad about it is like when Cruella and Mulan came out, it was like, even though we already had Disney Plus, I still have to pay you 20 bucks to watch this one movie. Like, what the heck? I'm already at that point. I'd rather pay 20 bucks and like go to the movies and have an experience. Yeah, and I'm really right. paying something additional, you know? Exactly. You know, you're just paying for access. You're not even paying for better quality. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> There was uh, another article that I read um, as well that the kind of the and, and rightfully so the um, the staff Pixar staff are kind of disappointed with this news. Um, uh, a staff member told um, I believe it was Insider that that got the scoop saying it's safe to say that we're all feeling extremely disappointed until today we all thought Turning Red would be our return to the big screen and everyone at the studio was excited about it being part being. Uh, uh, let me, let me restart again. Everyone at the studio was 
was so excited about it being this film in particular, uh, it was quite a blow. Uh, they, they said. So, I mean, it, it, it makes sense because, I mean, you have all this hype and less than two months away from your movie being premiered in theaters and then it just gets, you know, pulled the rug right under you. Um, I and, and to part of me, like, because for me personally, it's like, well, I'm kind of happy. I, I feel like I'm like, I'm like, maybe it's 70 30 about the whole situation. 70 meaning I wish it was in the theater, but the other 30% of me is like, well, I'm gonna. I was gonna watch the movie anyway. I don't have to pay any extra because I'm not losing my Disney Plus subscription. So, yeah. like for for the people who they weren't gonna gain, it only gains the 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 Disney Plus subscriber. The, your only gain is if you get new subscribers, not keep the ones you already have. So, yeah. like, it seems and, like but the I, push is for the subscribers. Yeah, I think so too. So hopefully, I think Lightyear, in my opinion, is a bigger movie than Turning Red. So hopefully they would, you know, stick to their guns and put that movie into the theaters. Yeah, I, I just I agree with Pixar. I think it's it's kind of it is it is kind of sad because that would have been another big Disney Disney Pixar film that would have done. Yeah, it probably would have done really well in the theaters. And and there was another article that I read that was it had an interesting comparison between Encanto and Sing Two. Sing Two had already surpassed a hundred million dollars, make being the first animated movie to surpass a hundred million dollars in the box office since Frozen Two came out back in December of 2019. Uh, I mean, obviously we had the pandemic in the mix, and uh, really the next big movie after Frozen. Uh, two was onward and that was right at the beginning of the pandemic so all of that makes sense but then they go to Encanto and like well Encanto only made 92 million at the box office and that was at the time of that article being released meaning that the movie was already out for a month and Sing 2 was only out for like two weeks and it kind of you know gave it that traction and the biggest difference that I saw was like well Disney you announced when people can watch it on Disney plus before the movie came out on Thanksgiving. So people knew that if they waited a month to watch Encanto, you can go to your Disney Plus subscription and watch it then. That could be a reason why the movie didn't make as much money, because people didn't want to go out and see the movie. There's a lot of politics that are around this, but I just find it very interesting that you know their decision model, deciding to put movies where, and we're still in this, Ernesto. <laughs> I feel like we've been doing this for a while now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you're going to say something else? No. No, okay, all right. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's just sad. It felt I mean, like... There's, really not, there's nothing else to say. It's just... Yeah, it yeah, sucks. Yeah. Like, they're all... You know, we... I have such a love for, for going into theater and a movie theater experience, and all that does is take away from them and hurt them even more so than they already are struggling to stay alive. Right, right, right. Um, but regardless, hopefully Lightyear does give the, the theater treatment, and if you're looking forward to Turning Red, Disney Plus, March 11th, the date didn't change. Um, and then so lastly, moving on to some sad news uh, to talk about this week from the passing of Betty White of America's TV grandma. We have the passing of America's TV dad, comedian Bob Saget, shockingly passed away this past Sunday um, at the age of 65. Bob Saget was best known for his role as Danny Tanner in the sitcom Full House from 1987 to 1995 and his return to the character in the reboot series Fuller House. Uh, Saget was also the host of ABC's America's Funniest Home Videos from 1989 to 1997 and arguably more recently known for his raunchy humor as a stand-up comedian. 
I remember watching Full House on Nick at Night, and obviously, <laughs> I totally understand the America's TV dad. And and to to me, like anyone else who discovered that he is not that person on on television, <laughs> he's not the nice guy who's worried about cleanliness. He is is I've seen him live once. He he came to UCF, um, and uh, yeah, his material is not for children. Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, Jacqueline, what do you have any thoughts on Bob Saget? I just, well, I mean, it's crazy that he was in Orlando, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I was, that's true. You know, like he was out of all the places and like, you know, we're all in Orlando. So it was just nuts to like get the push over my phone and, and see that. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's crazy. But I, I've never seen a stand up or watched it. So I really had no idea that it was like not you know, like appropriate dad joke vibes. Like that's, I, I fit, he just fit that role so well that it's like his, I don't want to say it's his identity, but that's just like what I think of him as, right? Is like, you know, everyone's dad. So it's really, really sad. And I, I mean, I think he just got married like three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, and it's, it's, it's so sad. I just think of like him and his family. I, I can't believe it. And he was only 65. That's, so, that's like young, you know? It's that not is very young. Old. Yeah. Very young. Um, and they said, like, no drugs, no foul play were suspected. Um, so I just, like, I mean, I'll, I just, like, I wonder what happened. But, ugh, it's, like, horrible. Ernesto, what about you? Any any memories I mean, of Bob Saget? I mean, just between, obviously, Full House and, uh, honestly, America's home, Funniest Home Videos. Like, that was YouTube before it was YouTube. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's 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 tragic. I mean, it's it's right. hard to see. It's hard to see, especially like you know everybody's trying to go into 2022, and then as soon as we just lost Betty White, and not even like two weeks later we lose Bob Saget. It's like it's like it's only January 12th right now, guys. Like, <laughs> I know. Let's give it a taking break, our right? taking our great taking our greats away. <laughs> Yeah. I know every time TMZ has been tweeting stuff, I'm like, oh my god, please be wrong, like please be wrong, every because I feel like they're always the first one to to somehow like leak something, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me, like we're not even a month in. But, yeah, it, it, I was shocked because I was about to, uh, I was on a flight and I was about to take off, and um, uh, Megan's mother was like, Bob Saget died. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Crazy? I thought it was fake. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. you're talking about. And she's like, yeah, in Orlando. I was like, what the hell are you doing in Orlando? Like, what's going on? Um, uh, but yeah, he was on tour and he was feeling good. I mean, uh, we, obviously a lot of news has been coming out and people were looking at his uh, social media and he said he was having a great time on stage. He, uh, This past Friday, he was in Orlando, then Saturday in Jacksonville. And I, I guess he didn't have a hotel in Jacksonville because he came back in the Orlando hotel. Um, but yeah, it's just sad to see that it just it just happened all of a sudden. Like there was no like it's not like he was getting older. It's like oh, okay, well, it was not too surprising. It's like even though everyone's mourning the loss of Betty White, I mean she was ninety nine, and the jokes unfortunately were all like like it's it's gonna happen eventually. So like we're kind of building ourselves up for that. But Bob Saget was definitely shocking. Um, condolences yeah. to to his family, and uh, he will be missed. He was a he he was great for what he did. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, so that's all the news we have for you guys this week. As always, you can go to our social media channels on Instagram at box office underscore bingers and on Facebook at box office bingers. We will release and post all of the latest and breaking news over there. And then we'll come back over here and talk about it on the podcast. Uh, so now we're going to be diving into a fun segment we like to call what you watch. And so Jacqueline, I know you've been 
You've been you've been prepping for this for better or for worse. <laughs> Roll out that list. Yeah, literally. I've watched. Um, let's see what I've watched over the past like two weeks. I've I've been watching the Sex and the City reboot. So and just like that, which I feel like I really enjoyed the first couple episodes. I feel like the more it goes on, the more like I don't want to say cheesy, but like forced and mm. I don't know, not as good as the original. Maybe I don't know. It's okay. It just feels like a lot of, uh, I don't know, just not as, like, organic and, like, easy to watch, I think. Um, so Is it, like, that. cringy? I was just thinking that. I don't know if it's, like, cringy, kind of. I don't know, like, and maybe it's just because, like, I don't know, like, with any reboot, you have that, you know, risk, right? Like, is it going to... Mm-hmm with like the audience and the world as it is now it's just really weird i think because when sex in the city came out in like the 90s the whole premise is that she was like they're out they're doing things in the city they don't have smartphones she goes home to her like giant computer and writes (laughs) her article on it and that's kind of like what it's like the identity of the show you know and now it's like carrie's on a podcast and there's like all these like real life things, which I get, you have to to incorporate like TikTok and podcasts and things like that. But it's just like not, it's weird to see it with those characters that are like in the '90s with like a pager. Yeah, I don't know. It's like very, it's <laughs> like I think Will and Grace did such a good job on their reboot of like mm. making it timely, but still keeping the same like essence of the show or mm. the original show. This one, I feel like as it goes on, the less I feel that way. But I'm sticking it. I'm, like, sticking with it. Um, so I've been watching that. I've been watching Only Murders in the Building, which uh-huh. I feel like I've talked about with you guys a lot. Um, I haven't been, I have, like, one episode left. And I just love Steve Martin and Martin Short. Like, they are so funny and just, like, play so well off of each other. And as much as I love Selena Gomez, I feel like... It's just not like she's just not on their level and it's the chemistry with her in the mix is like very different and a little bit flat. That's just my opinion. Um, so I was like a little disappointed at her performance specifically. Um, so it's it's funny that you mentioned that because we had also we have also started uh, only murderers in the building. We are three episodes in, and yeah. it was after it was after the second episode where I was like, "Yeah, Selena Gomez is not good. She is in a different show, <laughs> and, and, and as opposed to like Steve Martin and Martin Short, it's like we're they're like Martin Short. I feel like it's like over the top crazy. Like he's bringing right. it, and then Steve Martin is kind of like level. Like he he can be crazy, but he can be you know like you know somber right. so like okay that, yes. that's his character and then <laughs> selena gomez is like full-on somber and you're like D- can you do anything else it's like it's like, <laughs> yeah. like it's like you're poking it with a stick and like, like do it's something like <laughs> one level like she's one level the whole time whether she's screaming at someone or is upset or happy or sad like it's one emotion it's like very strange and the show i feel like is so good and obviously i love it because the whole premise is like about a true crime podcast that they're putting together about yeah i was about to say that yeah in their building like it's hilarious but it's just like i just feel like her energy doesn't match theirs and like you said it's not that they need to be the same character martin short and steve martin are two totally different characters but just their energy and their chemistry balances so well whereas i just feel like i don't it doesn't she doesn't mesh with them to me like as a viewer i don't see it 
you so know, would the I, show I totally would the show be better without her? Like, could the show survive without her? I don't know. I feel like you do need like that character. I just feel like maybe a different actress. actress. I don't know. That's like yeah. More no, I I totally agree. I think that based from what I've seen so far, like it does need that younger person to bounce off of. Right. I just don't think that Selena Gomez is that person to bounce <laughs> off with. Or, I mean, yeah. it's weird because I've seen her in other things and she's a little bit more lively. So it's, and it, it, this could be a director's choice or the creator's choice to make it more monotone. I was hoping that maybe, uh, based on your description, Jacqueline, it doesn't change. But I'm thinking, like, okay, maybe she's doing this on purpose. Like, we're going right. to see, like, a, a, a tone shift be for a reason. Um, but I will say that after I was done with the first episode, I was like, this is this is totally Jacqueline. So, like, the <laughs> yeah. fact that there's a murder in the building and the people in the building are making a murder podcast about <laughs> it is like, come on. <laughs> I love it's it. It's like I they consulted it. you about this show before they I made know, it. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I, yeah, I'm obsessed with it. I like, what else? I've been watching a lot of TV. Euphoria, I just watched the whole first season. And mm. then, obviously, like, the first episode of season two. And what do so you think? So dark, so twisted, but, like, it's, I'm hooked. Like, so I can't believe half the things that I'm watching. And also, I can't believe that, like, high schoolers dress that way and have glitter on their eyes, like, at 10 o'clock in the morning at school. Like, I'm like, <laughs> why are you going with, what like, you, what are you glitter doing? all over your face? But Or, like, why are you going to a carnival dressed like that, Maddie? Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, they just yeah. are. I'm like, the costume and, like, the aesthetics of the kids are very interesting. But it's very good. Like that's, and then yeah, it's amazing. The one that hooks, the thing that hooks me about that show is how they tie the cinematography into the storytelling. Yes. Yes. Hundred percent. So, it's like trippy. Like you're yes. like in their world, and I'm yes. so not in that world. But like yeah. when I'm watching it, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I feel like I'm a part of it. Like it's it's nuts. I read that um, Zendaya posted on social media that mm-hmm. she warned her her followers, I guess people who are watching the show, like just just a reminder, if you you know if it's been a while since you watched season one and you're about to dive into season two, or if you're or if you're watching it for the first time, just a reminder that this we are tackling heavy material and they're probably going in deeper more so than the first season i found that very interesting that she issued that warning i know ernesto you talked about the show before uh but it's like how how is this is this material that deep where you might need a minute before you like watch the next episode between social issues drug issues like family issues like it, it nothing is nothing is off limits like uh, Jacqueline, mm-hmm. did you also watch those um those one off episodes in between I the haven't. seasons? I haven't. I never did, but like I heard they were like weren't some of those nominated for awards? Like the one off episodes were. Um, I'm not. I'm actually not 100 percent sure, but I wouldn't be surprised. I will say that Zendaya's is. Um, I really enjoyed Zendaya's. That whole it's a scene of her. Um, I don't remember the guy's name. It's been a while since I've seen the show, but her in this diner, and it's just them. Like you could literally just listen to it because the whole episode takes place in one. I think in um, I forget her girlfriend's name in the show. Jules. Jules. Jules is yeah. with her. Ther- she's sitting with her therapist. So her oh. episode is with her therapist, and then Zendaya, I think, is with her. Um, I think it's the guy who plays her. Um, 
think he's like her recovery coach or uncle. I don't. I don't oh I'm yeah, not, yeah. I don't remember. her like I don't remember. sponsor maybe. Her sponsor. That's what. That's what it yeah. is. I think so. Um, very good, very good, very powerful. Both from both performances. Uh, high, highly recommended. Highly, highly recommended. Yeah, and Zendaya is like such an amazing actress. Like I saw Spider Man actually. Like oh two oh days. yeah, I saw it like two days ago. Um and. Then I watched, so I like watched Euphoria, right? Like last week, and then I saw Spider Man. So I'm like, how, like, how talented is she that she can go play like a, I, like, I don't know how you like capture the essence of someone who is that troubled and like have it translate like that. And I would seriously think that she was like addicted or on drugs, like watching it. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. then she goes and totally flips the script and is playing like the innocent like spider-man's girlfriend role that's like the all-american chick you know and i i watched it all within the same couple of weeks and i was just blown away like i'm she's such a good actress oh. but yeah i watched spider-man i feel like i'm forgetting a, a lot because i remember well, hold, on, well, hold on hold on hold on you don't just brush over spider-man get hold on a minute <laughs> <laughs> i thought Come you on. know who you're talking to right now you know just well yeah i saw that spider-man movie anyway moving on to whatever <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I forgot to tell you I saw it. I forgot to tell you I saw it. I really yeah. enjoyed it. I, I obviously think, like, if I... So the last Spider-Man I saw, full disclosure, was Toby Keith and um, Tommy Kirsten Maguire. Dunn. Like, yeah, Toby sorry. Keith. Toby Keith. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I like Toby. You knew who I meant. We did. You knew I, I, I knew, but I mean, you Guys, still said it wrong. Can you imagine still Toby Keith playing Spider-Man? Like... <laughs> Would he put the hat like, over? <laughs> like singing over red, the mask. Red, yeah, he's like singing Red Solo Cup as he's like going through New York. Oh my no, god! No, Peter. <laughs> With great Maguire. power come great responsibility. Um, <laughs> Peter Parker. <laughs> yeah. Have a whole song, Spider Man, Spider Man. I, I would put up this like with an acoustic guitar. <laughs> yeah. Doom, 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 doom. Oh but my lack, god. Okay. Lack of sleep. <laughs> Anyways, so Toby McGuire and I, or maybe it was like with James Franco. I, it was yes, that uh, like yeah series of Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's it. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think I ever saw like the Emma Watson. Spider-Man, like, I don't, I don't, right, I never saw that, so, like, I was shocked when I saw them both in it anyways, like, I know that Andrew Garfield was Spider-Man, but I just never saw any of the movies, really, um, but I, I thought it was really cool that they, like, incorporated the former ones, like, I can see how someone who was a diehard Spider-Man fan who, like, went to all the movies would be like, oh, my God, because I saw it with Kyle, yeah. And so he was, like, freaking out whenever, you know, they all came in, into the movie. And I, I really liked that. Obviously, I think I would have enjoyed it more had I, like, had that nostalgia for, like, Andrew Garfield and, like, the old, like, battles they went through with, like, Green yeah. Goblin. Is that his name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Very proud of him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, like, the sand, is it the Sandman? Yep, yep, yep. Okay, That's... Yeah. So, like, I, like know who they are but i i wasn't like you know super into those movies so i had to like kyle was kind of like yeah so andrew garfield fought like this guy this guy this guy and like he was kind of like giving me the background so 
So obviously I think I would have appreciated it more if I was like, you know, super invested, but even not being super invested, I really appreciated it. So question for you, does that intrigue you to watch the Andrew Garfield movies? I don't know. Cause I just feel like I, my problem with watching old movies and this is my issue with star Wars is that like, we've just come so far, like technology wise that if I'm going to, I don't think it's going to have the same like effect on me watching it in 2022, something that was made even like 10 years ago, like the CGI and stuff is so different. But I think it almost seems like cheesy when you go back and watch it. If you didn't watch it the first time, like in that, in real time, you know? I was about to say that the movie's only eight years ago. Like the last Spider-Man movie was like eight years ago. So it's like, it's not not that far. Even eight years, I feel like sometimes like I'll watch like, okay, Dark Knight's a little older, but like Batman, the Dark Knight, sometimes I'll even watch like some of those, which is from like maybe what, 2010? 2008. 2009 Oh, close. okay, I was close. But I feel like even watching stuff from 2008 and watching it now, you're like, oh my god, I thought that was cool back then. Like that looks so cheesy, you know? You have to, yeah. you have to look at it. You have to look at it like we look at like 80s and 90s movies. They're just they're a movie right. from their time. But and and, and yes. the movies that we love now that are coming out now in 10 years, we're gonna think the same things exactly. about the movies that came out now. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what's 10 years from now. You know, like I'm not. <laughs> I get I'm what not, you mean. Like, I'm not ruined yet. You don't have you that know? knowledge. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, like, for me to go back and watch Star Wars, like, the OG Star Wars, it's like watching, a, like, dinosaurs. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. So I can't, I can't get, I, like, can't get into it, you know? Oh, my God. So, yeah. I, did you see the other Tom Holland Spider-Man movies or any of the, no. like, a, you did, wait, so this was the only Tom Holland Spider-Man movie you saw? Yes. Yes. Okay, so you didn't even get the build-up for the current Spider-Man we're in now. No. And you still okay, enjoyed and did, it? And you still and enjoyed I liked it. it. Yeah, I all right. liked it. All right, okay. Yeah. So so it transcends all types of viewing experiences. You saw the number three in its original in this trilogy, and then you were still able to enjoy it? That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and there's going to be another three, right? Like, didn't they just yep. sign them for those three movies? Yeah, just so about. So maybe I'll yeah. be more like, because now I want to know, well, am I, I don't know, like, is there going to be a warning about like Spider-Man spoilers on this? Because I don't want to like talk about it if no one's seen it. We we've already spoiled the biggest thing in that movie, so we're going to okay. keep going. Well, okay. <laughs> I, I just mean like I just, I'm very curious to know like how Zendaya, I mean, no, it's our character, like remembers him again, or if she ever does. Like that, mm-hmm. I'm like now I'm invested and I want to mm. like watch more. So I think moving forward, it it will intrigue me more. I don't know that I'll go back. The first well, one, I mean, you got to. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, Michael Michael Keaton in Spider Man Homecoming. That's a great performance. Yeah, <laughs> but the, also like the original villain introduced it, to Spider Man. Yeah, it's it's an interesting decision because it's like, well, do I start? Where do you want to? If you were to go back, where do you start? Do you want to go all the way back to 08 with Iron Man, or do you like you know what? I'm just gonna stick to the Spider Man kid and start in like 2015 with Civil War. So like, it's it's a hard. And like then you got to intricate all the movies. There's and a lot of she, different lost, entry points. Yeah, I right. lost her. So yeah. See, this is why this is why I I can't stand Marvel because <laughs> it's like oh well if you watch Endgame but then you watch this and that and la 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 and I'm like why do they all intertwine? Like I just want what if I I can't watch like one thing. So I think there the movies are very similar to how comic books are. Like you can you can watch Endgame and just enjoy Endgame. Like as mm-hmm. is its own film, but you're gonna have 
questions. You're going to be like, oh, where's this guy from? Oh, well, he has his own arc right here. Like it, It's almost like you can use that as like a jumping off point. Like There's so many Marvel movies now that you can go back in any order or watch them in it. Like, pick and choose which ones you want to want. You can still – I think you can still enjoy them. But if you want the full – I think people say it like that. Oh, you have to watch it because like if you watch Endgame, like the all 22 movies leading up to Endgame, it's a very much an earned – it's a very much earned experience at the end of Endgame. Yes. Like it's very, it it's good. It's so good. It's and it's so earned. But you can still enjoy Endgame and Infinity War without watching. I think so without watching any of the other movies. So I've seen Endgame, but the whole time, Kyle was like, okay, like th- like he was like giving me the you know the rundown <laughs> as best as he could. And so I was like, oh, okay. Like, so I, I understood to as best I, as I could without seeing like any of the other movies besides the one with the raccoon. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians. Yeah, He's not a raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> what is he? Well, no, no. That's, he, that's, well, that's, he, like, that's a yeah. joke a in Guardians. That's yeah, no, no, he is. In... Don't, don't, don't confuse her. She, he's, a raccoon. He's, a raccoon. <laughs> he's not a raccoon. <laughs> in the case of this conversation, he is a raccoon. Yes. But we, that is a joke because know, he... He's like yes, this yes. alien that's been made to look like a raccoon, and then when yes. people call him a raccoon, he gets really he mad. Gets so mad. it's like it's like right. actually a part. Of, it's funny you brought that up. It's part of it because that's like actually a part of his arc. <laughs> well, obviously I didn't pay very good attention because I was like, yeah, with the raccoon, like I that's that's what that I raccoon thing. And, and I like it. it was funny. <laughs> yeah, he was funny. Yeah, he's hilarious. But at, at least I'll give you credit. At least you're watching these movies. Like you know, yeah. you might not understand 100 percent what's going on, but at least you're you're making the effort to go out there. And I'm sure. And I watched James uh, Bond. Remember, I watched James Bond. Not that long that's ago. right. You did watch No Time to Die, and you and you liked it, didn't you? I did, and I still think he's alive. <laughs> right, well, okay. All right. Well, I guess we're gonna talk about this next. Okay, Jacqueline. <laughs> You literally, he's standing, he's sitting on the island, and they show you him being engulfed in flames. Like, he's literally blown so. up on screen. What if, okay, because, what if He's the at virus, the top of the mountain. No. What if, no. like, the virus that he gets, like, makes him immortal or something? Like, there was something that went wrong, how, how it, like, mixes with him? Nothing in that film indicated that that would ever be a thing. Where did you also, get that idea no, from? Because, because at the very end of the film, when all the agents are like mourning and they're like talking about him, and like in the 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 one the other 007 who was like the interim 007 before he was there, like they oh, yeah. zoom in on her face and she has a very like pensive look, like she knows something else is happening. As they're all like making their tribute to James Bond, and I'm like, what does she know? He's still alive. Like that, <laughs> I just felt that. But then it takes it takes away what he was originally gonna do for her because the whole point was him sacrificing himself with and being gone so that his girl and his child can live can live free without having to worry about him get it killing them. No, I know, but I just. I get what you mean. I get what you mean, though. It's like, I know what the. Why would they zoom in on her face like that? With, like, that look. You know what I mean? Like, why would they do that at the very end if it didn't mean something? I mean, you're not the first person to. Matt actually brought this theory up, too. So, I'm. So, I mean, maybe it's out there. You made it up, too. I didn't make it up. He made it up. That was Matthew. (laughs) And I had the same conversation with him. I don't know. I just feel like. Like I just, I just felt like 
<laughs> Why are you? Sorry, my cat was eating something, so I had to get up. Um, no, you're fine. <laughs> she wasn't supposed to. Um, why are you laughing so hard? I feel like it's not. I'm first of all, out of all the movies that you're very passionate about, No Time to Die was the last movie. I feel like you know what? That James Bond, like, he's on, not I gotta, dead. I have I gotta, a, <laughs> I, have, I, I got a thing going. Hear me out. Hear me out. But also, like, I mean, aside from like all behind the scenes stuff, Daniel Craig, this is most definitely his last performance as James Bond. But that aside, I do think he is dead. But yes, there were questions out there that maybe he wasn't. But I, I think as the sake of like, you know, how the story ended, it makes sense that he is dead. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I get that. Like, I get that it's his last movie and everything, and like they need to kill him off. But I don't know. I just feel like why I feel like they didn't leave that shot in there on accident. Like they, I I don't know. I don't. I mean, I don't disagree with you because what if in fifteen okay. years they say, hey. Yeah. We're going to offer you a shitload of money to come back and be like, hey, remember that thing at the end of No Time to Die? He's yeah, actually alive exactly. and there's a cure and now he can be around his wife and daughter. Or there <laughs> is no him. cure and he stays away from them and he has to keep being Bond because he mm-hmm. can't be with his family. I mean, they, yeah, they could, they 100% something. could do that. I feel like Absolutely. they did it on purpose as like a security thing. I don't know. I just feel like that was too sketchy. I was like, it's very possible. Like that. Okay. Uh, anything else you've been watching that you can remember? Um, Dexter, new blood, Ooh, the Ava new Lisa. one. Yeah. Uh, no, but I've been very interested. Um, what are what are what are your thoughts? Because I I love the original one. I didn't really care for the original one's ending. Me neither. So it's, I don't want to ruin it for you because if you watch it, but I just feel like Dexter has like ripped me open, like and, and like just sucked out my soul so many times mm-hmm. as a viewer. Like I've been like depressed like season finales were like horrible like they're yep. horrible you're like well that ruined my day and i yeah. feel like this, this this ending will ruin your day again oh 10 years later yeah so I'm like, really is it just as good me like that it's just as good it's really really good like I, I, I like i don't like the ending but i never like the ending of any of the seasons any of the series like it always makes me mad mm. so like for this, I feel like the storytelling throughout was so good. Very Dexter-like. Like, always, you're always, like, on the edge of your seat. Like, what's going to happen? All the, um, like, suspensefulness, if that's a word. But you get what I'm saying? Like, it's <laughs> mm-hmm. just, like, it's very, like, you're just your heart is racing, like, a million thousand beats a second. Because you're like, oh, my God, is he going to get caught? What's happening? Same vibe. Oh. So that same, like, you know feeling that you had watching it the first time is there. The ending still is like, you're like that just ruined my day. Mm. And I love Michael C. Hall. He's one of those actors. Like his, his voice, so is what good. Hooks, his voice hooks me. I mean, he's a good looking guy, but also like that, that like dark, he's such a good actor. Yes, yeah. Agreed. So it's good. I highly recommend, but I, I don't think you're going to find like the fairy tale ending and you're going to be annoyed oh. for sure. Typical hmm. Dexter ending. All right. <laughs> Typical. Yeah. That's all I'll say because I don't want to ruin it. But okay. Yep. What Anything else? else? I feel like I've watched a ton of stuff. Um, what did I text you? I feel like I texted you all the, the list of things <laughs> that I was watching. I, I'm not, I feel like I'm, I'm missing not sure. Something. If, 
I, 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 you text, I guess, I guess we'll have to go through the text messages to find out because I don't really remember. Oh, Emily in Paris. That's what I watched. Oh God. Oh, oh no. Okay. Um, don't recommend, don't watch it. Like, no. <laughs> it's I, been I renewed like, for two more seasons. <laughs> I know. It's like the acting is so cheesy. And I don't know if that's like their shtick and they're like really playing up to like the cheesy, almost like campy sort of. Um, and the storyline is just like, you're like, oh my God, it's just, it's bad. But I just think the, like, all the scenery and like the setting and the fashion is what intrigues me. And then I get attached to the, the characters along the way, even though they annoy me, I'm like, oh, I want to know what happens next. I can't explain it, but I just wouldn't so, recommend. So did you, did you watch the f- one for season one and two recently, or do you watch season one a while ago and then now season two? I watched season one when it first came out, and then I just watched season two, like, like two weeks ago. Um, okay. And it it was, like I said, it, they're very much the same, like, vibe, yeah. you know? It's just ch- campy, cheesy. The acting is not great, but it's easy to watch. You can throw it on and do other things. Mindless TV. And their outfits are nice. Yeah, so <laughs> when it came out, what was it, I think last year, yeah, when it came out last year, um, I had a very small interest in it, so I watched it with, with Megan, and I kind of, I made right. it about half, I made it about halfway, and then I was like, I'm good now, I don't, I don't need <laughs> yeah. this anymore, I don't, this, this is too much for me, this is, what is it about, not, it, it's, it's, uh, this, I think, what, Emily gets a new job, and it's in Paris, okay, and is that, let me, the, let me tell you, this, I, I shouldn't even spoke, little, go ahead. <laughs> Lily Collins is a marketing like PR girl in Chicago. Her boss is supposed to take the job with one of their clients in Paris. Can't That's go. Right. Then they bring Emily in. And so she basically is like her whole plan is that she's going to stay there for a year and then go back because she has like a boyfriend and a life in Chicago. Well, then her and her boyfriend break up and then she starts liking this other dude in Paris. And then she has this whole life in Paris now. But she's like, Everyone at her agency is, like, super Parisian, and they're, like, born and raised there. And so she's, like, the ditzy American PR girl. And they just, like, aren't very accepting of her at first, and la, la, la. And then she tries to, like, win them over. Or not so you already look bored. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, what are the stakes? Like, why, why does this thing need four seasons? Is there like it doesn't? Does she go I don't to, know. Like, what, what does she does she go through anything hard? Is it about is it about her job? Is it about her personal life? Well, she basically like gaslights her friends and like I don't know. Like, oh, so she's not a good person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she basically like it like hooks up with her friend's boyfriend. It's the whole thing. Oh, so so when season three comes out, you, you watching it? Oh, I probably will. Yeah, but, okay. You know, <laughs> you're, you're already invested. But, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm already like there, and if there's especially if there's something else on, like I'm I'm gonna watch it. Why not? All right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I I don't blame you. I uh, yeah that that show was obviously not for me, so I, I jumped <laughs> off that train and and Megan watched it and she finished it and she likes it. It's just like nope. That's a, that's a you show, and you're gonna yeah. keep it yeah. that way. <laughs> different strokes for different folks. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, I, I feel like that was was that was that the last of it because I just heard the text message. That's all the ones you mentioned. 
I think so. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm gonna stop talking. <laughs> All right, Esther. Right, what about you? Um, I don't have much. I'm still watching. I'm on Lucifer season five. Like, it's a great cop procedural. Um, I'm loving the Netflix. Like, it's so interesting to see the difference in show that from when it was on network TV and when it got bought and bought and distributed by Netflix. It's so good. Uh, couldn't recommend it. Couldn't recommend it anymore. Uh, we're still watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. Like, that's it's so funny. Um, we're on also on season five, so I'm getting close that we're getting close to the end. <sighs> Matt, I finally started Cobra Kai season four. <sighs> oh, so okay. So good. Like, it's just, I don't understand what these kids eat for breakfast because they beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> and there's like, not, they all walk away with like, not a scratch. Like, one of the kids broke, <laughs> and one of the seasons, he broke his back. <laughs> He's like, up and walking. I just love how ridiculous it is. Like, the fight choreography is fun, and like, it's just, it's just like it's just a fun karate show with like a little it's bit of drama. It's always on like the top three, like on Netflix. Like it is always there. It's so good. I love it. I love how ridiculous it is. I think that's what I think that I just love how like disconnected from reality it is. I think that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, I still I'm good. still I still want to watch it. I just never I have not done the you know four taking the leap forward yet. I know there's a lot there's a lot to you're, get you're, to. You're, you're building up. There's a lot. No. <laughs> there's, there's a lot. Like when you when you wanted to watch, there were only two, and then when season three said you were gonna watch, and then you did it, and now there's four. So like, you know, hurry up. Now <laughs> you actually have to. Yeah, I think yeah. it's getting to the point like where you maybe just wait till it ends, and then just watch the whole thing all the way. Through. <laughs> so it's the whole thing. Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, con- considering where they're at, like they they've got some story to tell, but I don't. I don't think I wouldn't want to see maybe at least another two more seasons and then I'd be good. Like six seasons, I feel like six yeah. would be a good a good number. I mean, unless they they are introducing new characters this this season, which I think is good. Um, we'll see. I'll be interested to see where where it goes from there. Um, yeah, I think it's at least got another season in the works. I think it's I think season five is confirmed. I'm just so. hoping for a final season because yeah. I don't I don't I don't want to get to that point where it's like all right well I, we've had our fun this this is good this is a, we're we're good now like yeah, yeah I've had yeah. I've I had just... my fill like I'd rather you end it end it on a good note don't don't drag that's the problem <laughs> with a lot of these shows is that mm-hmm. they get the hype and then they just drag it out and then until it's not enjoyable anymore and then it just the show just crashes mm-hmm. AKA The Walking yeah. Dead. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and it's it's still going. It's That's still going. Fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, so I mean it, it's it's going into its final season, but it's like a twenty episode final season that they're splitting into two parts. It's like no, no, I'm sorry, not twenty. It's twenty four. The final season is twenty four episodes. It's split I don't know into still on. Exactly. Yeah, and it, it's split into like three different arcs of the final season. So like, I think the part one. Of, so, like, it's the first eight episodes, and then they're going to release the next eight, and then the final eight. And it's like, we're dragging this on way too long. I mean, yeah. you, you like you say, like, it's the final season. That feels like three more seasons that you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, I've watched. Also, I started the fir- the second season of The Righteous Gemstones. That's Danny, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Danny, Danny McBride and John Goodman. I mean... I just love it. I love all of Danny McBride's different shows that he's put out for HBO. I love them all. I think he's I think he's hilarious. Um, and this one follows this televangelist family. 
um, that's like very greedy, you know, very, very, uh, very social commentary on the greedy televangelists who have been in our society. So it's 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 hilarious. It's him and also Adam Devine's in it too. Yeah. They both play well all of each other. Um, it's it's really funny and it's very each episode is only like thirty to forty five minutes. Hmm. So it's so a it's a kinda, quicker watch. Short. Yeah, yeah, kind of a shorter kind of a shorter watch. And um, John Goodman's in it too, right? Oh yeah, he yeah. plays his father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I watched one episode because Kyle's watching that, and so I just like was in the room, just like watching it from season two. So I have no idea what was going on, but it was the episode with um, I'm trying to like describe it without like giving it away, where they go to the reporter's like house. Have you been, have yeah. you gone there yet? Yeah. Uh, I was, like, I, yeah. What is this show? Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot of there's a lot of crazy shit that happens in this show. Yeah. Uh if you haven't seen it, it, it especially if you like the stuff that Danny McBride has been in, like in that kind of character that he plays, he kind of brings that like that same kind of energy into all of his into all of his projects in Vice Principles, Eastbound and Down, kind of the same thing with the Righteous Gemstones. Um I'm here. I'm here for it. Um, but it is going week to week, so I'll, I'm gonna watch the trailer and then I'll probably just I'll come back to it once it finishes. Because mm-hmm. that's that kind of like sense. what I yeah that's kind of usually what I do. Like if I know I'm gonna watch yeah. it, I'll usually watch the pilot of that season and then I was like, all right, I'll come back to it. Kind of what I did with with Ted Lasso, which I haven't finished yet, but I'm gonna that, I'll probably I'll be coming back to that one. Um, me and my son we finished watching um, Last Action Hero, that Arnold it's like a oh. '90s Arnold Schwarzenegger film. It's okay. a, it's a, it's like one of my favorite movies from when I was growing up. It, like I could watch that movie like a hundred times. Like it's about a kid who gets sucked into a movie theater with his favorite action star, um, and it's Arnold Schwarzenegger like right after Terminator 2. So uh, at the height like, when he was like yeah. the height when he was like the Rock in the movies back in the night. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of how I look at it. <laughs> um, and finally we watch Encanto, and you know it was a cute movie. You, something different that they did is that they had certain songs that were only in Spanish, but they hmm. displayed the English translation on the bottom. So, like, you're hearing the song in Spanish, oh. but you can read the English um, translation, which I thought was cool because, you know, my wife is American, and, like, I know the – like, I understand it. But, like, for her, she was like – she's like, I felt like I could actually enjoy it more because I knew, I knew what they were saying without, like – having to like ask you or like you know having it slow be slowed down you know what i mean like right. something something i wish that they did when they did in the heights because when in the heights came out like there's a yeah. lot of spang there's a lot of spanglish within it but if they mm-hmm. had put in those english translations down there or at least the subtitles even for the dialogue they didn't put any if they had done that like that probably would have put that movie to the next level for at least for an american who doesn't understand spanish that much. it would have right. given them that much more appreciation so it was something i thought that they did that maybe lin-manuel brought to this film as a as a as a plus yeah that, that's interesting that because i have I, we encanto's on the top of the list so we are going to be watching it very soon um <clears throat> excuse me but i i'm actually surprised to hear you say that well I, it's like two things one i applaud disney for making that leap to like make it fully spanish because at least a song, and then have the English subtitles because you know you would think that since this is a, a movie geared to children, they might not may, maybe at that point read just yet, so they might not understand what is happening. And so the fact that you're—I wouldn't say it's a big ask because I mean obviously any adult can read subtitles, um, but like maybe it might be like a small big ask for children to do that. But at the same time, it you know it pays respect and 
<clears throat> stays true to what the background and the ethnicity of what the what the movie's about, which is a, a Hispanic uh, movie. Yeah, and um, Stephanie Beatrice, who's from Brooklyn Nine Nine, she's the main lead. Um, she was great. And if you've ever, if you've only seen her in Brooklyn Nine Nine, and you see her in anything else, like she has a in that show, she plays a cop who has like a really deep voice. Mm-hmm. And in <laughs> reality, she has a much her tone is much 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 higher than that. So it's almost like almost like it's a whole other person. But I I would put this movie probably on the same level as Moana. Like the story's good, the music is ri- is great. I mean, we saw that it's top in Billboard charts right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Crazy. That, I mean, the music is very. There's a couple of songs. There are a couple of songs that are that are really that are really really good. Obviously, the um, um, don't tell don't Bruno. About, we don't talk Bruno. about Bruno. Um, yeah. And there's another one yeah. where his the sister Luisa has a song. Um, I can't remember the name of it right now, but it's it. Those two are probably my favorite. Very very good. My son has watched it literally five times and we just saw it we just saw it two days ago (laughs) (laughs) and when he's not watching the movie he's listening to the soundtrack (laughs) so he's like he's like daddy again i want to see the movie again like are you serious sure it's like yes yeah uh so um what was gonna say the uh miranda wrote the music or at least some of the songs for uh moana so that yeah. makes sense that it has the same feel. Um, where does that compare to say, like, you know, now we're going into the Oscars and cancel one for best animated film? Do you feel like it was better than, like, say, Luca or Ryan the Last no. Dragon, other Disney mm. movies that came out? It's definitely better than Luca. Luca was a like a semi. It was it was cute. It was a very cute yeah. story. But it does this movie's obvious. This movie's leaps and bounds over Luca. But I would. It it's comparable to Ray and the Last Dragon, but I think the musical element of it gives it that edge over Ray and the Last Dragon. But Ray and the Last Dragon right. is also a great film. Yeah, no, I, I mean, so far I haven't seen a movie, animated movie this year to top it. Uh, so I, when I when I go into Encanto, obviously I'm making the comparison, but I've I've heard I've heard fifty fifty on Encanto. I heard people love the music and the story is is good, but not that strong. That it, it could be better is what I'm hearing, um, but a lot of people really love it, so it, I think it's fifty fifty from what I'm. It's hearing. very it's very centralized to the to the what the families has going on. There's no like, there's no outside force that they have to deal with. It, the struggles mm. are within. It's like a very very much a family story of the struggles within the family. Okay, interesting. All right, uh, I'll, I'll I'll be I'll be cool. definitely looking at it soon. Yeah, it's definitely worth checking out, uh, and that's all I got. All right. Um, cool. well, I haven't been much watching lately. That didn't make any sense. Uh, I haven't <laughs> been watching much. Those are words. Um, I we, we started only uh, Murders in the Building, which you talked about earlier. Um, so, Ernesto, I was out of town over the weekend, and I experienced a lot of things. Snow being one of them, and 19-degree <laughs> weather. Yes. <laughs> Jacqueline, I was Where in Pittsburgh. I was in Pittsburgh visiting uh, Megan's family, and nice. uh, it was n- it was 19 degree weather. So I learned how to scrape ice off of a driveway and a car. Um, I've seen snow fall for the first time since I'm mainly uh, born and raised in Florida. Um, I went sledding and like sledding just like one down slope of someone's backyard with a kind of plastic sled, but I did it and that counts. <laughs> and um, and but one of the other things which I found really interesting, at least like before we started the movies, that we watched Sing 2. 
Um, and this weekend it was available at home and it was available to rent for 48 hours for $25. And so we were, um, uh, we were with Megan's cousins, uh, and she has two cousins. One is seven, one is five, and they have obviously a family and whatnot. And the, the mother was excited that Sing 2 came at home and she was not phased at all by the $25 price. She thought that was a steal. And I was like, $25 to rent this movie? Done and done. Got the kids occupied for a while. We enjoyed the first movie. We were going to go to the theater, but then it's at home. And so, Ernesto, we had talked about this many, many times of, you know, the the big price tag to rent these new movies from home. But I, I witnessed firsthand that, like, her mother or their their mother didn't care. Her cousin didn't care. Like, 25 bucks, easy, done and done. I'm going to rent it right now. Yeah, but she's looking at the price of to go see it in the theater for her and her family. Mm. Already, she's yes. right. say if it's her and two kids, she's already at a savings. If even if the tickets right. are ten dollars, not including right, exactly. everybody else is in the house. Right. Yeah. No. And I was one of them in the house because they're like, "You want to watch Sing Two? Like, hell <laughs> like, yeah, I want to watch. Guess what? It's on the list. I'm gonna get a front row seat. I'm gonna be right next to the kids. <laughs> You know what? I'll, I'll be in a family moment. I don't care. I was called the movie man when I was over <laughs> visiting these kids. <laughs> what do you got for us, movie man? <laughs> yeah, what do, you, what do you want, movie man? Like, all right, calm down. <laughs> like, damn, so much pressure. I don't even know you. We listen. Yeah, we listen. But yeah, we, we saw Sing 2, and it was cute. It was, it, was a fun, yeah. it was a fun movie. I don't think it was as good as the original. I think the original had a little bit more heart a little bit more mm. stakes to it, but the sequel was just as fun. I mean, honestly, one of the best parts of the movie was when they were sneaking into the facility and they were all like janitors and they were just like sweeping, yeah, <laughs> sweeping the floor. Cool <laughs> it was really funny. Um, and the music was good. I, and also like, I feel like this, the story kind of went dipped down a little bit. Um, but, uh, I really liked the ending, like the final, like performance, and how would it culminate to and seeing the finished product and everything. Uh, the trailers ruined everything, so it was literally no surprise going into this movie. Um, but uh, but I, as a huge, but I did enjoy, I, it was a fun watch, and especially watching with kids, which is something I don't normally do. Uh, they enjoyed themselves, so uh, it was all See, a good. Do you feel like you enjoy it more watching them enjoy it? It's like you get a level of enjoyment watching, at least for me, at least because I watch I, it with my I, kids. I feel like may, that might have helped it just a little bit, but not that much. I think my, my opinion was going to be the same. It's like, I was like, <laughs> I don't care if you don't like it. That's hilarious. <laughs> like, what'd you think, kid? It's like, oh, it was great. Well, here's my review. He got all these notes. <laughs> here's why you're wrong. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> were you paying attention don't... in the first act? <laughs> <laughs> animals don't really talk, all right? They don't sing. <laughs> you think lions know how to sing? They rule. You're wrong. <laughs> <They're> right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was it was a movie that was on the list. I really enjoyed the first one. Um, didn't quite match the the, the the original, but it was still a fun watch. Um, regardless, and I understand why people and family want to take their kids to go see this movie in the theater because it's it was just fun, and especially it's a music centric film so right. and, and popular music uh so that was a fun watch and then the other thing that i watched was on the plane uh was Stillwater, 
Mm -hmm. uh, starring Matt Damon. Uh, this movie was like intense. Like I'm literally sitting in like the passenger, like on the plane, like glued to my iPad. I'm like, everyone, shut up! You're making too much noise. I'm trying to focus on this movie right now. <laughs> um, uh, but it, it was kind of, it was pretty intense. So Matt Damon um, is like this all I would say like this like a working class American. Like, you know, the, what, what you think, like he works in construction, he wears like the American hat and everything like that. Like he's part of that working class. And so I honestly had no idea what this movie was about. And then all of a sudden he goes overseas and he visits his daughter who's in jail in, 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 uh, is it in France? I think it's in France. Yeah, they're speaking French. So somewhere in, in France, she was in jail and she's been in jail for about four years now. And he goes over to France for about two weeks out of the year or maybe two weeks at a given time to go visit her and give her like supplies and whatnot. And so I think he, part of him, because he felt like he was never a good dad and like, I guess the, the mother passed away. So he kind of felt a little distant to his daughter and the daughter went to an exchange uh, like a, like a, a semester abroad program and then she got herself into a situation and then she was accused for a murder. And so she's in prison for that. And so he's visiting the daughter and then there was like new information on the case and the, and the, and the judge wouldn't help her. And, and the judge was like, look, just have her wait her time. And like, you know, don't make this worse than it already is. And then he goes on his own to try to, with this new information and try to find the truth about what happened um, to like, why her, why his daughter is in, in prison. And it gets like into like this really intense, like thriller, but then like halfway through the movie, and this is the part where, like, I was, like, landing, so I had to finish it on the way back. Um, oh, where the, uh, um, like, the movie took a turn. Like, it slowed down a little bit. Because then all of a sudden this movie's like, okay, well, now he's, he's starting this relationship with this girl that he met in France while also trying to find the details of, like, his daughter. And, like, it sounds weird to saying it out loud, yeah. but it really it really works for the movie. I was kind of glued to it because I'm like, now you're rooting for this guy at some point. But then there's, like, another thing that happens and you're like, oh, damn. All right. Now now here are the stakes for this movie. Um, and then it ended kind of interesting as well. So I, I recommend it. Stillwater. Um, I saw it on the plane, so I don't think it's streaming anywhere right now. Um, but I recommend watching Stillwater. Matt Damon did a great performance. He it definitely like that all American person. I think Jacqueline, I think you would like it. Um, yeah, I was gonna say it sounds pretty good. Yeah, it's, it seems like a movie that you would enjoy. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's all I've been watching. <clears throat> Just right. not, not too much. Uh, so now we're gonna be diving in to our spoiler review of the week, which is Adam McKay's Don't Look Up, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Meryl Streep, Jonah Hill. And Kate Blanchett, Tyler Perry, everybody, even Ariana Grande got into the mix. Um, <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet, right? Um, so Jacqueline, we'll start with you. We, okay. you've been, you know, you, you've watched uh, the first time we had you on. You were watching. We watched the whole reality se series with you. The next time we had you on was crime documentaries. Now we had asked you to watch this movie. So how do we do? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do you want me to do like? pros and cons or just like an overall summary what do you, what you how, have if you okay so i'll tell you what i liked about it first i feel like <laughs> and it's weird it's weird because it's like some of the things that i liked about it are also kind of contribute to what i didn't like about the movie too I, it's kind of weird but i'll explain so 
on one hand, while I, I, I do think having this, like, huge, like, star-studded cast was, like, very intriguing, right? Like, when you were, like, when I read the concept of it on Netflix, I'm like, this is something I would never watch. Like, outer-worldly, apocalyptic type of things are normally not up my alley, but I'm like, oh, wow, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Timothy Chalamet, Meryl Streep. These people are, like, amazing actors and actresses. It's not just, like, some, like, random schmuck that is on, like, yeah. one show. You know, like, they're award winners. So, like, while that, the having that cast was, like, very intriguing to me and part of the reason why I was interested, because, like, that genre is not something that would typically, like, draw me in, I felt like... Some of, like, the Ariana Grande and the Timothy Chalamet casting, I was, like, I felt like at a point it wasn't, like, who was needed for the the storyline. It was just, like, let's just throw in so many people that we can. Like, Ariana Grande's, like, role was so small. And, like, you could have had anybody for that. And it just felt like they were trying so hard to, like, pack in a ton of people in this movie. Like, I don't know if they were just, like, trying to have fun with each other and everyone bringing in their friends. <laughs> I just felt like the fact that there was like Timothy Chalamet, his character was so like just there. And I'm like, why is he playing this role? Like, I don't know. It just felt like so many people for not a, no reason. I will say, I do think it was funny. Like Jonah Hill is my favorite part of the entire movie. Like he is freaking hilarious. So like just how rude he is and like just a, total asshole like when they're in the oval office and you know like is it like dr mindy and um jennifer lawrence they're in there like the first time they're trying to explain it there's this comment that's coming he's just like such like for lack of a better word just like i don't even know what i can say on here that's appropriate like he's the worst (laughs) and i was cracking up on his character the entire time like he's just so arrogant so pompous like the worst human being but he was my favorite part of the movie i will say like i felt like it it felt like too over the top and too ridiculous and so like much that was going on that i'm like what am i even watching like so that combined with the fact the storyline i feel was also mirrored with like the coronavirus pandemic like Mm -hmm. it's like don't look up you have the two split sides people who believe it people who don't the president um, you know, her and her son, her family members that are also in, in, you know, on her team don't believe it. And it was just like mirroring, I feel like, the whole pandemic situation to where like I, I felt like it was counterproductive to the fact that it was supposed to be so outlandish. Like, like when I watch things that are so like not relatable, it's trying to make me like forget about real life like i feel like that's the point of watching things that are so ridiculous that draw Mm -hmm. you in and then at the same time while this is so ridiculous and people are being eaten by aliens on another planet (laughs) at the same time like mirroring like the pandemic that we've been living in for two years like it was a lot of um like parallels and i'm like i don't want to watch this you know what i mean like i Yeah, like, I'm like, uh, okay, I see what you're doing here. So, like, I think, like, while I did love Jonah Hill, and that was, like, my favorite part of the film, and he was hilarious, I feel like it might have taken it a step too far with all the different parallels they were making, you know? Like, it was just, like, I think that's what did it for me. Like, it was too, 
I don't know, like getting too political without being political, if that makes sense. And like the, the, the stacking of the people, the cast, that's just like me being nitpicky, but I'm just like, what, like, I don't know. It just felt like trying too hard. Does that make sense? I don't know. Yeah, like they they use the they use the star they use the star study cast to draw you into this ridiculous story that they wanted to exactly. tell. Exactly. Yeah, and I was like, I just felt like it was so unnecessary. Like, did Timothy Chalamet need to play that role in order for that to like really take off? No, but they were like, yeah, we'll just throw him in there, like no problem. So it was just like felt <laughs> very, I don't know, just like forced. And I just my main concern was like I just felt like it was getting a little too political but i will say i feel like jennifer lawrence and um leonardo dicaprio were like did an amazing job like as actors i mean per usual like they're both amazing Mm -hmm. um and i believe them like i truly thought leonardo dicaprio was a freaking you know like astronomer whatever like i was like totally convinced so i mean i i i liked it more in the beginning as it went on as it continued to make all these parallels with like the pandemic and politics and stuff, I was starting to get a little bit, I was, it was getting checked out towards the end. Mm. Okay. Ernesto, what about you? Uh, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of liked how crazy it, I kind of liked how crazy it was. Like, like I could, to me, that's just typical. It's like typical Adam McKay's film. Like it, it like the big short, uh, all, you know, all his, all his other films, like but see, I, showing... I, li- I like the big short. So I don't know. I mean, I get, but I, but I totally, but I totally get what you mean. Like maybe this just wasn't the film. Maybe it just wasn't for you. Like, like yeah, that exactly. wasn't that wasn't like for them to tell you that kind of story. This wasn't the right avenue for you. Like yeah. that wasn't that wasn't the way for them to try to tell you the story. Because especially because you work, you work, you know, you work with that, and you you see it all. Right. You see it all the time. Right. Like some of the, I will say the one thing that was funny is when like they're like screaming at the anchors on the on TV and they're like, <laughs> why can't you take this seriously? And they're like, we take it seriously. Just this helps the medicine go down. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I thought... <laughs> also, can I just say the actress who played the um the, what is it Kate um I'm like Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. Yeah, I like barely recognized her. Same. I, I don't yeah, know they... why. Like I I was like. He looks like a Fox News anchor or something, and I like, yes. could, yeah. like I barely could recognize her. Like she was, uh, like phenomenal, and just like, I mean, you hate her in the yeah. in the m- movie, course. but like just like plays that role so well. And I honestly, it was another like Jared Leto moment where I was like, oh, that's who that is. Like she just completely was like, I, I look totally different, but not really. Like when I look back at it, I'm like, oh yeah. She's that blonde chick, but it was yeah. like I don't know why. Same. Well, it's interesting because like when you when you like you compare it to Jared Leto, like Jared Leto's character uh, was mimicking someone in real life, so they were like using the makeup to make that right. you know Jared Leto look like that person. Whereas in this movie, it was an original story, so you, Kate Blanchett didn't need all that makeup. But no. when I first when I first saw when obviously when when I saw the movie when when she came on screen, I was like, who is that? Is that Kate? Is that Kate Blanchett? What? Right. Oh, okay. That's that's an interesting move. Um, but but yeah, no, I I'm kind of agreeing with with Ernesto here. I thought it was an, a very interesting movie. Like I was intrigued. Like to say that not not to knock on the movie or any movie that I saw, but I kind of started this a little bit late ish last night, and it was a two 
fifteen movie. I stayed up through the whole thing. I didn't fall asleep at all. So like it it had my interest the whole time where I didn't feel the need to like nod off at any point. Um, it, it the concept is ridiculous. And Jacqueline, I do agree with you that especially at the very end, like after the credits were rolling, and we got to like this futuristic like twenty thousand years later, and she gets eaten by this animal, like totally uncalled for. Didn't need to happen at all. We could have ended with just that spaceship going yeah, like, into it was like, space. This, it looks like an ostrich, like, dinosaur hybrid. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is happening? Like, I'm like, so, what? It's so ridiculous. So, funny, funny you brought that up. They weren't going to okay. put an end credit scene, but um, when they were selling the movie to Netflix, they're always, their gripe was that, you know, they're kept, they wanted to put something in there so that they don't get stuck on the Netflix autoplay. Cause then you don't then you don't look at the credits. They, they did it to they put those after credit scenes to to credit the crew to make sure that the oh, credit, to okay. make sure the crew got their credit and that's why they and that's why they put those two end credit scenes in there. Got Wait, it. Two. Oh yeah, there's two of them. What's there's the one, one? There's something. At, there's something at the very end. Oh, you didn't see the one with Jonah Hill? No. No. Oh, man. I didn't know that. And actually, the I second it was one. Over. And the second yeah, I thought it was one over is actually too. better than the first one. So the second one is Jonah Hill is the last man on Earth, and he comes stumbling out of yeah, he comes stumbling out, and he and he's like, what? I'm the only one here. So then he pulls out his phone and he live streams. He's like, hey y'all, <laughs> I'm the last man on Earth. Make sure you like and subscribe. Like it was, it was <laughs> funny. <laughs> Back and rewind. Yeah. I gave it like a good like ten seconds of thinking like, okay, this is it. Like I just like totally yeah. exited out. I, I was actually on my phone for the longest time, like finishing up my final thoughts on the movie, like like writing like writing stuff for the movie. And I I probably just dipped out before it ended, obviously, because I just like, oh, okay, the movie's over. I'm gonna get out of this. Uh, I had no idea there was another credit in there. And, that's that's and hilarious. They, and the first one, they actually predicted in the when she gets eaten by that yes. thing, they predict yeah. that in the middle of the movie. Sorry, when right. she's that that she's that you're gonna get eaten by that. Bronarak or the, Bron- whatever, yeah, some whatever, yeah, whatever it, the hell that thing was called. It's funny because I had actually called it before the scene happened when I see them like going out yep. and like when 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 they were exiting, I was like, oh, Meryl Streep is gonna die in this, like because whatever this Bronarak is. But that wasn't the original. That wasn't the original mid credit scene. They were gonna land on the planet, and um, half of the crew who was supposed to build them houses was gonna die. So then they start offering to each other like who's gonna build houses, but they're all billionaires, so they're all like. Offered to like, well, I have two million. Well, I've got five billion. Well, I've got seven billion. But it's like, yeah. I feel like this was a this was a much better that this was a better choice than what they originally had planned. Because it, it, it's funny because I didn't I still didn't care for it <laughs> that ending. I thought it was funny. Uh, I thought it was funny what, because like you hate her so much and she's the only one who survived. Like I felt like it was a good ending yeah. for her. Like good. Like she, like you did you did all of that work and you still died. The second like you a, got yeah. there, you're dead. You're, <laughs> you're dead. dead. And actually, yes. they really alluded to all of them dying. Like, all of yeah, them. Yes, yeah. they did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, I mean, aside from the ending, because that was a very small part of the movie, I, I agree with Jacqueline. I was pretty much, like, intrigued at the very beginning. I think they did a really good job kind of selling, like, the stakes. And, like, as, as, as much as it was ridiculous, it, you know, it, it, just, it just makes you think. You know, this makes you. It, it, it's what would we do. That's the that's, exactly. I feel like yeah, that's the what, conversation. What would like, we do? Like, well, first of all, it's displaying to you that like how many like showing us 
hey, here's are the facts, but yet people people still stick to their ideologies. Like, yeah. right. you're on one side of the fence or the other. Even if you have 100% absolute facts within you, you're like, don't look up. So I think that was the that was the message, obviously, that they're trying to get us. But also, what right. if another comet or meteor was going to hit Earth that like the one that destroyed the dinosaurs? Well, yeah. like, how, how would we deal? Like, what would that look like? How would we deal with that? I would hope that, like, NASA and the real scientists would try to intervene like they were trying to do at first before that like weird old dude got involved. Oh my God, I couldn't stand him um, <laughs> in the movie, like with the creepy voice. But like, I mean, I, when I was watching like Leonardo DiCaprio and his family, just like having dinner, I'm like, that would probably be me. Like, what could you do? Like you're just very gonna much like the last, the last kind of deal. Yeah, like yeah. enjoy and, but the last it's, moments with who you love. It, but it's it's also a sad ending because like even he said is like we did as much as we could, we did more than we needed to do. And honestly, I found it ridiculous that like when they the second time we see Ariana Grande is like here is a concert benefiting a, a, a here's here's this concert to say uh like look up and like we this is the side we need to be on we got to just look up we got to do this i'm like none of this matters none of no. this that, but you none know, of this matters right but now shit like that has happened before i remember i know i know like <laughs> that's the crazy just thing the one that comes to mind is 9-11 when 9-11 happened like they were like, well, let's see what Ja Rule has to say about about this. It's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm scared. I don't want to listen to Ja Rule. I don't want to sing. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm terrified for my life. <laughs> it, it, I feel like it's just like you're looking at a harsh reality right now. I mean, granted, this, this movie took a lot of liberties to go a little bit above and beyond that. But I feel like in some way, shape, or form, it's not too far off from what we already – seen ourselves within this pandemic the last couple of years that and i think that's what's crazy is that yet it is so absurd but crazy how relatable this movie is and not even and it's funny that it came out during the pandemic because when this original concept was more about the political divide it just happens to be that coronavirus was that that's the thing that everybody can 100 percent relate this story to yeah right but it, uh, Matt, you were mentioning about Leo's line at the end. That was um, totally Leo's idea. I, I was reading an article from Variety, and the original cut didn't have that line in there of of him saying, you know, we had everything, we had everything we needed. Or um, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that was that that was a, that that wasn't in the original script. That that was completely ad lib and add in at the very end. Wow. Which, which I it's, it's a, a lot in his that, films, right? Like, but that, but that yeah. line makes. I feel like that line it does encapsulate, like, makes the scene, but also like really ties the story, like, right. yeah. back to the in, back to us as individuals. Yeah, it's like at least we tried, and I think it was so ridiculous. I mean, this whole movie was ridiculous, but like the fact that you know, and they and they were very blunt about it. They're like, you know. Uh, the president didn't listen to them at first. Like, this is a crap show. We're going to have our guys look at it. And Jennifer Lawrence was like straight up with her. It was like, you're only doing this because it would boost your numbers. She's like, yeah, right. but I'm doing it. It's like, I'm doing it. So it doesn't matter. It's like, like no matter the reason you get, you're, you're getting your wish. And then, the, and then it's like, we need a hero. We need a hero up there. So we're going to get Ron Perlman to go up yeah, there like, and like what? fight the well, good no, fight. Like, they're like, everyone's <laughs> going to die. Here's fireworks. I'm like, what? <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and so, like, like you see Ron Perlman and all these missiles going up into the sky. I literally paused the movie. I looked at Megan. I was like, do they, do they, is there any logical reason why Ron Perlman is up there? And he, <laughs> she goes, no. There's no reason why a person should be going into space when all those missiles are already doing the job. And the fact that they had canceled it because a... A court, yes, because of a corporation yes. deciding that. Wait a minute, did you look at these minerals that are coming in here? We can we can not only extract the minerals for trillions of dollars, we can destroy at the same time. So let's delay everything, even though we had already going to, all the resources were there available. And I would want to say because I was trying to do the timeline of all of this. When they first discovered it, they had six months and fourteen days uh, before impact, and then when they when the president agreed to send the missiles up there to destroy the comic, I, they had about five months left. So I, I the timeline gets skewed a little bit because I don't know how long it took them to build those missiles within those five months. And then for them, also within those five months, to cancel it and redo all of these different machines again and to do it literally the, the day of impact to destroy them when right. it's so close. Um, but I, I, I can only imagine that it probably, if I had to guess, say like two months or something, two and a half months for them to build the initial, um, you know, missiles, I would be so frustrated if you were the scientist, just like, just like Jennifer Lawrence, where she, she, she freaked out and, and like was put into like, I don't know, like, like a small she was like town. The like villain. With, yeah. Right. Yeah. They memed her. <laughs> yeah. They memed her. <laughs> Which also I thought was interesting too, like just because we live in such a meme culture, like you right. make one face, you make one wrong gesture, you you could be the 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 next hit meme for like the next ten years, repurposed a hundred <laughs> different ways. <laughs> yeah, um, I thought it was interesting too that the after they spoke with the president and they quote unquote leaked the information, which they did it because they went on really national television to display the information on this. Uh, but like the, after they were on the, the TV show, the, whatever organization they were working with, they came back with like the poll numbers and there was like, well, all right. So like, um, yeah, you got a little bit of traction here and this and that. So like, yeah, you going on TV and talking didn't really do much for uh, society there. So that's all we got <laughs> for you guys. Uh, good. Nice try. Nice try. Yeah. Like and, so matter of fact. Yeah, and you're like, what? Are you kidding me right now? And they, they even said, like, yeah, the scientist's data was correct, but no one's buying it. So, all right. Nice, nice uh, working with you guys. Hey, we gave it a try. <laughs> you're giving, Nobody cares. Gave it a <laughs> yeah, and I also, and wasn't it, they had, like, it was, like, the New York Times. Was it, like, a playoff in New York Times that was, like, running all of the their interviews, seeing, like, when, um, like, so, who had the yeah. most reactions? Yeah, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting. Like, I don't know, like trying to, I mean, and then you have people obviously who play like the media, like, oh, they don't care like what's actually happening. It's just what's going to get the clicks or the reactions or whatever. Right. And I'm like, okay, of course we're going to put that in there too. Like, I, don't know. <laughs> I think it's, for me, it started off very interesting. Like, and I really liked it at first, but I feel like the more out of control that it got, like towards the end, like ending with the, with the, freaking like ostrich dinosaur eating Meryl Streep going back to the fact that it was 20,000 years to get there going back to this like ridiculous concert and all the things I just like I like started losing me in translation the more like ridiculous that it got I I can understand that yeah, I, yeah. I, I I would say that it did the same for me, but not to the same effect like obviously when yeah. they were doing don't look up look up type of divide yeah. 
uh, we all know where that's a, a, a huge parallel towards. So like that was like, you know, for me, that kind of hooked me back in. It's like, okay, no, I understand where we're going here. Uh, but what do you think of Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence and how they both approached the idea? Because obviously, as the movie was going on, there was more of a split. Obviously, more people were liking uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, Dr. Randall Mindy, and he was being like, uh, due to the public, people were liking him. Very similar to, I would say, like Dr. Fauci. Mm-hmm. Like, he's yeah. more, more like the, the media uh, like face that we all can relate right. to. And then you have Jennifer Lawrence who like the media didn't really care for her. So like they were kind of pushing her aside, not the face because she was memeable and she like reacted very outlandish Did leading her to then having her sign a contract for her. Like you can no be or nowhere be anywhere nope. near this. Uh, right. So what, what do you think of their both like the direction they both went? Even though the Caprio. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, finish up, finish up. I was going to say, even that? Leonardo DiCaprio's, uh, like, kind of, it was getting a little bit in his head because he yeah. started, you know, sleep, you know, sleeping with the, the anchor and, like, oh, right. I am fame now. I have all these followers now. So, yeah. That's, it made me mad because I just felt like he, since he was, like, you know, this, like, nervous wreck being on TV, like, almost, like, vulnerable and, and scared to speak his mind at first. They were like, okay, great, you're perfect because we can like have an influence over you and mold you and have you be our puppet and say whatever you want. And so it was like making me so mad that poor Jennifer Lawrence is like shouting from the rooftops all these facts, trying to get this point across, and she's just being emotional because she's passionate about it and feels like it's her duty to like warn people of this catastrophic event that's happening. And they're like, Oh, you're you're being too truthful and like too much. We're gonna put a bag over your head and ship you off to this like middle <laughs> nowhere town. But like Leonardo DiCaprio, since you're like this, you know, really timid and like nervous guy who'll just say whatever we want, like great, we'll put you out there. I was like, Are you kidding me? He's just like spewing BS what you want to tell people. So that made me mad. I liked how towards the end he like circled back and kind of like you know curse on sesame street (laughs) you know came back but i'm not gonna lie when he came back to his family i was like i know the world's ending but like if i'm his wife i'm like not having dinner with you like are you sure though i mean put yourself in her shoes y'all have these kids together this is the last i mean this is literally gonna be your last meal ever in life like i don't know but my initial reaction yeah. was like, yeah, get out of my house. Like, when, you, when I think about it like that, yes. But I'm like, you are the worst. Like, you literally just ditched your family and all of your your life in Michigan because you were just, like, brainwashed by, you know, this news anchor and the president and la, 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 and you're their puppet now. Also, was that Tyler Perry? Yeah, it was Tyler anchor? Perry. I'm like, yeah. how many people are we fitting in this movie? Like, I'm driving me nuts. But, like, I just... I, like, hated his character so much, as I'm sure, like, that's the point, right? Like, you're supposed to be, like, mad at him. But I'm not going to lie. Whenever he first came home, I was like, uh-uh, you can turn around those groceries. I don't care. Like, yeah. <laughs> turn, turn around <laughs> the groceries. Eat that shit but in your car. But I made really mad. Yeah, like, like, the person who's telling the truth is the person that's going to get shunned because it's not what you want to hear. Like, that, I was annoyed watching that. And it's interesting because, in some case, obviously him cheating on his wife and him 
uh, like going on TV and like being a kind of full of himself in some ways. Like that was definitely a negative. But at the same time, he made it to the point that Jennifer Lawrence is like, look, I'm the only person who actually believes in this and is taking this seriously to some degree. And so yeah. like I need to be the eyes and ears of what's going on in here. And I'm and he was keeping them informed when crazy things were happening, like when they stopped right. the missiles from going in the air. He was able to inform them once that happened. So it's I was like 50-50 with, with, with his character because of like I felt for him, but then I cannot, there was no justifiable reason for you to cheat on your wife and to do all this, especially right. because like you know that the world is ending. So like all of, exactly. of what you're doing is just wasting time yeah. at this point. Right. Uh, uh, Ernesto, what are your thoughts of how those two did, characters kind of divided? That's the, one thing, that's the one thing I really didn't like is like – just making him randomly cheat on his wife. I didn't make the connection of him being their puppet, of them making him their puppet, which until Jacqueline brought it up. So that I, I, I can now now I see that, but I just didn't feel like that story arc was was net. Like you could literally have the entire movie have the same effect and not have that storyline. Although I did think it was funny that when she was in the hotel, when she was in their apartment, he's like, oh, well. If you're gonna be taking care of him, and she's like just starts throwing all his fucking medication. <laughs> yes, <at him>. yes. <laughs> yes. But then it's almost Although, unearned at the end when she takes him back. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And I also thought, like, speaking of like relationships that were just like so unnecessary, like again, Timothy Chalamet, like, what was that? Like, that was just like so random. Like, he was just like a dude who was like some skater boy that she met and had dinner with them. I was like, okay, cool. I think like, she didn't want to be alone. She just didn't want to be yeah, alone. I, she just didn't want to die alone. <laughs> yeah, I feel like... Where's her mom? Oh, that, that's a good... Like, I'm not sure. She never mentioned any of her family. Yeah. Yeah, like, I was like, don't, don't you have, like, parents? Or, like, I don't know. Like, wh- hello? I don't know. Don't you want to be with them? That's why I was a little... I was a little annoyed. Yeah, it, it is interesting that I do it the way that I feel like with Timothy Chalamet, like it was definitely a smaller role for him. Obviously, he came in mm-hmm. toward the end of the movie. Uh, yeah. But I think for her, because she would he was like, can I kiss you? And she's like, yeah, sure. The world's going to end anyway. No one's taking this seriously. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, we can kiss whatever. It's like, will you marry me? Sure. We die tomorrow. So this doesn't matter. <laughs> but, so, <laughs> so sure, I guess if you want to go down on one knee, I mean, you don't have a ring. Doesn't matter. Um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I, and then, you know, kind of going into the, to the ending of the movie, like you kind of seen, you saw two different sides of how, how people were handling it to some degree. You had like Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence and like, all right, we're just going to be calm. We know what's happening. We might as well are going to try to enjoy this as much as we can. And then you see Meryl Streep, Jonah Hill and, um, Mark Rylance, Rylance, who plays, uh, Peter Ishwell, who is like the, the the media not them sorry not the media the um the corporate greed mogul yeah he's like a, um, oh, yeah. He's like a church dude right yeah, well, kind of he yeah kind of, he's like, like a, a like motivational a... speaker guy or something no he he owned he owned a cell phone he basically it was like a mix between Elon Musk and say Steve Jobs That's because what I was he yeah yeah <laughs> because like he owned like basically his company was Apple but he was also heavily invested into space so put like those SpaceX. two together <laughs> exactly so like he, that's kind of the vibe I was getting and he has way too much money than he needs and he also had a yeah. huge influence on the president's decision to like wait wait a minute hold up what if we can make a shit ton of money 
Like, okay, go on. Like, I know these missiles just went up, but, like, hear me out. Trillions um, so, of dollars. Trillions. Like, and then Leonardo Capio even got, like, absorbed by it. He's like, look, they had a whole presentation everything. So they're pretty prepared for this. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, but, like, you, you saw – so you have, like, the family eating a dinner. And then you have them, like, the other side of them, like, kind of going along with this mission. And you can see them – you can see that it's failing. And he's, like – quietly freaking out about it just a little bit and and then he's like i'm just gonna go um i'm just gonna use the bathroom and then he walks out and then meryl streep understands what's going on and so she walks off and then like the people who work in it are like screw this i'm gonna go see my family as rightfully so so that when, when you when they kind of zoom out and showcase like the world and how they're reacting to everything you see like people on rooftops kind of having a good time like you know like, all right the world ending we might as well just have a party and then like down below in the streets you see people like breaking into cars mass hysteria <laughs> and it, it's interesting to see how like between what the the world was how's reacting to it as well as like the the higher up billionaires were kind of handling the situation like they already had a hey, wow that was weird hey. they already <laughs> had they already had a whole bunch of stuff they oh, already had like a it's that <laughs> Toby Keith it's Toby Keith it's Toby Keith <laughs> <laughs> nice uh, it's they Peter were Parker. Uh, yeah. Peter Parker. <laughs> It's still we'll good. Put that on a shirt. Just Toby Keith, yeah, cowboy hat. Toby, I'll like, play to Parker. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah. So like, uh, so you have like the billionaires, and like they already had a plan, like uh, Pan B, C, D of them. Like those ships were already made just in case yeah. this didn't work out. And he even told like, yeah, we have like a. Uh, he even like Meryl Streep called Leonardo DiCaprio was like, hey, we have a, a vessel for two thousand people. Like you can bring in one other person, whether you know you know uh, the the anchor or your wife or whoever you want. And he made the decision to be like, you know what, I'm good. I don't need like I've already accepted my fate, and everyone else should as well. Right. Even though we had tried our hardest to not let this happen, and the fact that this could have been maybe preventable or at least had an earlier shot so say if the first time failed they could have tried again later knowing that you know learning from their mistakes the the, the second time i think the they alluded time. that i think they alluded that it would it would have it would have like it would have done its job like they would have been able yeah. to right. either break up the comet or disrupt its path it's just you know seeing that damn rocket shoot out and just literally come right back to earth <laughs> <laughs> Or, like, you saw, like, some of the missions, because they are probably, like, the second time around, they were probably rushing. And so, like, you see all of the droid, like, uh, I think, what was it? The missiles were all going up the first time, and, like, we expected, like, one or two to go down. But all of them were going great. Like, they were right. all on the right path. And then the second time around, when they were, like, being greedy about it, like, three, three all of a sudden just died instantly. And he's like, that's okay. That's okay. We, uh, we're, we got this. It's fine. Um obviously it was a rush job and so like there were going to be flaws in there yeah they they really played on them rushing like obviously you didn't do any testing yeah. like you lost like half of your stuff before that didn't even leave the atmosphere mm-hmm. and i will say like the fact that cuz i was kind of mad that i was like oh wow these horrible people are the ones that are going to live and get away so like in that as much as i thought that ending credit was just like the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen i was like good 
I'm yeah. glad you yeah. got eaten by a bird. Like it was like I, <laughs> as much as I was complaining about it, I feel like it did make me feel better. Like I would rather be like having the last supper with my friends, my family, mm-hmm. enjoying that time than like trying to escape and then your karma catches up to you and you get eaten by like a freaking dinosaur alien. Like you know what I mean? So and you <laughs> left your son because you're because you don't even care about him. You forgot about him on and Earth. He technically he lived, got apparently. He te- yeah, like, he he technically got to live. That that end credit scene is pretty funny. That that last final I, one I, with Jonah Hill is pretty funny. It's worth the I'm watch. I'm gonna have to go back and watch it. I didn't know it was there because I, I swear they must have. There was like an ample amount of time after the end after that scene where Meryl Streep gets freaking devoured by this alien because i remember being like is this it like am i done and i feel like i waited a solid like five to ten seconds before that you know and i didn't see anything so i just shut it off that's that's i mean i did the same thing um and i was another scene that stuck out was obviously when they were first going on to the uh to visit the reporters or so the news anchors on the show and like they were following up like this big breakup with ariana grande and her (laughs) her 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 and kid cuddy kid cuddy yeah yeah, her and kid cuddy and so the and so they were like, you know, that was like the biggest thing. And even like like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Caprio's family, like, oh, my God, we're getting – that was pretty funny, too. He's like, oh, my God, they, they got back together. I'm getting all these tweets. The I just bought his new song. I just got yeah. – I just bought – like, I just bought a new song. I'm like, I, I, didn't, I didn't buy that. <laughs> I just bought his old album. What's going on? <laughs> it's so bad. It's that was funny. Like, obviously, not to that extent, but it's so true, like, how many times, like, we talk about on, like, social media or whatever, like – the most ridiculous things get clicks and comments and interactions. And it could be like a legitimate news story with like facts that are super important to your everyday life. But if it's like a video of a puppy, like kissing a cow, it's like people are losing their mind. Like it's just yeah. like, it's, it's, I hate that like that. I mean, obviously it's like very exaggerated, but like, not not all that much because if, yeah. if you, exactly there's some truth there. the average <laughs> right like the average person who doesn't consume a ton of news will tell you like who's broken up with you who who's dating who but do they know like the latest bill that's trying to get you know passed no which is like sad but it, i mean it but is what it is it it's true. It, it's only it's only important to you when you feel like it, and some people it never exactly. hits to them, right? Right. Uh, so, so so final thoughts here. Obviously, this is a huge satire of a lot of things that are going on in our world today, to some degree, elevated by this world-ending event. Um, yeah. So, J- Jacqueline, we'll start with you. Final thoughts. What were your final thoughts on Don't Look Up? Okay, if I had to give it like a one out of ten, I would probably give it like a six or a six and a half like I didn't hate it but I wasn't I don't know I just feel like I think that what did it for me is like all of the parallels with Mm. the real world like I was drawing too many you know parallels and everything and similarities between like the the pandemic and this comet and so to that I'm like I just it's kind of like when Grey's Anatomy, like in their last season, was doing everything COVID. Like I love Grey's Anatomy. I've seen every single episode for all one million seasons, but the season <laughs> where they focused on COVID, like, was really hard for me to watch and not that enjoyable. And you, I know it's reality, but it's like, and obviously Grey's Anatomy is way more literal than like Don't Look Up, you know, when when talking about the pandemic. But just like when I'm watching something, I just want to be like totally 
distracted. As we know, I'm watching trash reality TV. I'm watching <laughs> things about a murder case. Like, just, like, things that are so not close to me that um, is that that is what TV is to me, right? Like, it's kind of an escape. So I felt like all the parallels were just, like, there were so many that it was just kind of annoying me throughout. And I think that's <laughs> why I'm, like, not sold on it. I think it was funny. Like, I did laugh. I thought, like I said, I thought Jonah Hill was hysterical. Like, just of how how horrible he was as a human was so just dramatic that it was hilarious to me. Um, but, like, I just think towards the end it got, like, too too crazy, too, like, political COVID-y, and I was like, okay, we get it. That That's kind of my my final thoughts on it. Okay. Ernesto? Um, I liked it. I liked the political satire. I liked how – I actually liked how, like, how outlandish it was. But I think they did that on purpose so that they can show you the relevant things and have it make more sense because that's what you're gonna that's what you're gonna relate to more as yeah. opposed to all the outlandish True. crazy shit they were gonna talk about. One thing, one joke that went through the movie that I thought was so random but still I thought was kind of funny was the whole um, the general taking the money for the snacks. Like how random. <laughs> And even at the end, and even at the end, yeah, they're like, "Don't take your money." I'm like, "Why is he like that?" Like, we don't know. And then she's like, "Did he?" And towards the end of the movie, she's like, "Did he know?" He he must have known that we were gonna find out. Like like it the was, world's ending, and she's stuck. Like and it's just kind of funny. Like she's stuck on this one thing that, that somebody really did to her. Yeah, that so that's. I totally forgot about that because that was a running joke too. throughout the whole movie. Like literally, when they're both her, her and the other guy, um, what's his name, uh, uh, the, uh, Rob Morgan, the who NASA? plays uh, Doctor Teddy Ogan Ogenthorpe, whatever his name yeah. is, um, and they're both like waiting. Ogrethorpe, yeah. When they were both waiting for Leonardo DiCaprio to get the briefing, like from, um, yeah. from from the uh, the the. Uh, the uh wow uh when, when they were all having that meeting after they had the stopped the yeah. first round yeah the committee yeah and so they're both waiting and they're both just sitting there she's like i after all this time i still don't understand why he charges for the snacks and i feel like when those moments happened it it caught me off guard because i thought we were done with this and then they brought it back again right i totally agree with you ernesto that was also, uh, like, the... what was it like five bucks or something i'm like for yeah like ten dollars like ten dollars a piece and yeah. it's so funny because i i literally thought that I thought the same thing. I was like, really? $10 for a bottle of water and a bag of chips at the White House? That seems odd. And then <laughs> and right. that was like at the moment. And then once they brought attention to it, it was like – it was such a random ongoing joke throughout this movie. But it, it did kind of seal the that. deal on, on the comedy of it, like you were saying, Ernesto. Because like, I like you said – I thought it was really funny. No, I think it was hilarious. <laughs> like the world's ending and she's still stuck up on the guy's like, why did he charge us for – for for snacks, he must have known. He must have known we were gonna find out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, was it a power move? Yeah, that was that was hilarious. Yeah, that that's good. Good thing you brought uh, that up. I totally forgot about that. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I thought it was good. Now, saying that, this is not something I think I'll go back and rewatch and rewatch. No. I think now that I've watched it, it's good. Maybe maybe in a couple years, if somebody brings it up, like, oh yeah, yeah, maybe I'll watch that. If I'm not watching something else, like, but it was right. good. Yeah, I I agree with you, Ernesto. I can I can go back and rewatch this movie again. Wow. Um, 
No, I'm saying I'm thing. saying I like I cannot. I like I don't want to. I don't want to go back and watch it right now. Like oh right right, couple, right I agree. Give me a couple years and maybe I'll watch it. Yeah, like I, I, I same same. I like it's not one of those movies where like okay I got I understood what's going on. I don't see like a lot of repeatability to it. But I feel like with this one, especially like we don't know where we're gonna be in the next couple of years after all of this. So like sure. it it could it could be more relevant in a few years than we realize <laughs> as I far as we know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whoa, man! Pump the brakes. Rewind. No. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I hope not. I, hope I don't want to relate to anything to else that happens in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> There's already enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another yeah. thing that was pretty funny was that they were making a movie about it. Literally, the world is ending, and they had time oh, yes. to make a movie about what the event was going. And Chris Evans was the star. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I was like, total rip off Armageddon. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> like. They did not make a movie while the world was ending. Of course they would. Of course I would have watched it. It's like this is the last movie I'm gonna go watch. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but yeah, yeah, like final final thoughts. I, I I did enjoy it. I do agree that as the movie was going on, it was getting a little bit outlandish. But I think the comedy kind of held from beginning to end. It was it was funny. Um, and so like even I thought the script was pretty original i i would hope that it would get nominated for best original script that coming into the oscar season i i as much as i enjoyed leonardo dicaprio jennifer lawrence kate blanchett's performance especially leonardo dicaprio and kate blanchett those were very interesting performances from both of them yeah. like it's yeah. weird it's weird That's to see leonardo dicaprio yes and 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 leonardo dicaprio because I, I look at him as like i see him like in wolf of wall street and i see him yeah in like Titanic and like this is more like of a more for lack of a better term like nerdier role for him something yeah. like typically the the roles he pick is like more like the the leader the prominent like you know figure um like the guy knows what he's doing in this case it was it was a little bit not his typical role so as much as I enjoyed those performances and I think you know more or less could be in the the Oscar nomination realm. Ernesto, we were talking about other people that could get nominated. Leo could get nominated for that as well. But I don't I think they're nom. winning. Yeah, I see a nom, but I don't see anything winning, though. Yeah. I, I don't see any, any winners here. Uh, uh, maybe the script, but I think when the Oscar noms comes out, I would like to maybe screenplay, yeah. Um, but I, I don't think this is an Oscar-winning film in the big categories. It might pick up something for smaller, but... But being the relatability to our society like mm-hmm. think about how popular this movie is like i don't know i i see it getting maybe at least one maybe at least one. And, and that's fine like i mean i i enjoyed the movie as you know despite this little things i didn't care for it but i i, I would be surprised if it did though considering all the other stuff it's like it, it's up against i want to see what it's up against for the oscars price. but yeah. i but yeah. i but i feel like it's not artsy enough, you know? Like, it's not like, yes. like I feel yeah, like I can the see. Academy loves, like, cinematography and, like, things that have, like, an overlying, like, you know, like, big takeaway. And I'm like, what is the, like, that's not this film. That's not what it's for. So I just, I agree. I think it could maybe be nominated based off the popularity. But popular, super popular films, like, I feel like they always get nominated, but they don't always win. You know, because I, I, I feel like the Academy, the Academy is just, like, weird, like, when with their selection. To the average person, like, to someone mm-hmm. who's not 
I'm not like, like, I like to watch movies and I enjoy them. Normally, once the nominees are out, I'll go and be like, okay, I need to watch it. But I don't like, I'm not like an artsy a movie person per se. I like to watch what's good and what I, what has a good message. But I feel yeah. like the Academy is different, you know? They don't always It, it is. Films. And every now and then it does matter. The first two movies I can think of is Titanic and Lord of the Rings, yeah. The Return of the King. Sure. Those were massively popular movies and they won Best Picture. So, mm-hmm. uh, so it can happen, but more often than not, it doesn't. So the right. popular movie might not make it, but yeah, but I think I think we're kind of uh, you know kind of circling that like as far as Oscars are concerned, it might not be it will be there, but also it's not be in the conversation. It'll at least right. be in the conversation. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Uh, but so there you go. That's our spoiler review on Don't Look Up. You can catch all of that on Netflix. Uh, I recommend you do so. And if you didn't watch the movie, um, well, we spoiled everything for you, so I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but but we, we warned you at the beginning of this. Um, you know better. <laughs> but you know better. Uh, Jacqueline, thank you very much for joining us and coming on our side of the conversation. Uh, you know, we really do appreciate you coming back, and it's been a while since like last I know. March. I know. March. You you said March, and I was like, wow, really? But yeah, thanks for. I told you the last time. I was like, I'll watch whatever you want me to watch. And don't get me wrong, I enjoyed. Like I was like, I enjoyed it. Like it's not like I was watching it. Like oh my god, why am I watching this? I just no. have my thoughts, you know. Of so, course, of course. But I'm, you know, I'm branching out. I watched Spider-Man and James yes. Bond in the same year, so. <laughs> but you, but your points, maybe. but your but your points of what you didn't like about the film are valid. Like, because maybe yeah. what it seems like is like the way that they told you the story just didn't hit for you. Like that just wasn't the way right. you that would hit that story would be. It felt like it was probably a better way for you to get that message. Exactly. I, I, yeah. I mean, I agree. Obviously, I agree because that's what I said. But I just, like, yes. Yes. But like, yeah. And I, I feel like I'm branching out in the movie department. So you are another step in that direction of me. Ooh. You know, maybe watching things that I'm not super familiar with. Hit me with a Star Wars movie next time. I don't Ooh, know. Whoa, I don't want to get crazy. We might. Wait, we're we're a little bit further away from Star Wars. All right. Let's, I let's, would let's, say let's, I would say next for her would maybe maybe instead of a comedy maybe we go like maybe a drama like a good uh, drama like a hard drama. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I'm totally down. I think I think since we first had you on, Jacqueline, whenever that was, like, I don't know exactly the first time you were on, I but uh, I know obviously it was for reality TV, but. Um, I think you've grown a lot as far as you know what you're able to watch. So I, I'm proud of you. I'm, I'm proud of Same. you of actually going out. You're watching like Marvel movies and like comedies and like it's like I you're know. far from like you didn't even mention one reality TV show while you're on this episode. That's so true. like wow, I didn't even think about that. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no reality TV, no documentaries. She was watching full fledged movies and TV shows. So yeah. that's far from where we started from like a year and a half ago. So progress, people. Progress, yes. So if <laughs> anyone else wants to follow your progress, more or less, uh, where can people find you on social media? Me? Oh, I, I'm at Jack Diog on most things. I think Twitter is the only thing where I'm Jacqueline, J A C L Y N Diog. Hit me up, baby. There you go. She <laughs> as 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 the kids would say, she's a good follow. She's very entertaining on her content. As wow, well as your, thank you guys. A as lot well of as your TikTok. I try on TikTok, but and both of my cats were here the entire time. They're like below the camp. <laughs> Everyone's over here. 
they wanted to be in the show as well. They're like, wait, yeah. I've, I've heard about this, these box office binges yeah. people. <laughs> They've been here the entire, literally the entire time. So funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, but Jacqueline, thank you for joining us yet again. Uh, we love having you on the show. We love your insight. Thank you for uh, broadening your horizons for us as we did for you. Uh, so, yeah, so we, you are more than welcome back anytime. You're, You're always welcome. We'll hit you up with another one. Maybe I'll get a new mic. My actual Maybe. mic will work next time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, but the AirPods work just fine. They do. Um, well, if you okay. if you want more from us, you can always hit us up on our social media channels on Instagram at Box Office Bingers and on uh, and Facebook and TikTok at Box Office Bingers. Ernesto, tell our lovely listeners what we got going on for next week. Oh, next week we got a double feature. We are l- reviewing the power of the dog, and what? And Matt, you didn't tell me about this uh, this other one yeah, you're doing. You kinda, I totally you forgot. Sprung, yeah, you kind of sprung this one on me. That's uh, my the, bad. Our our foreign film of the month, The Hand of God. What what country is this one from? This is from Italy, I believe. Okay, um, All right, we've done Italy before. It, we have done Italy before. This is a high contender on the Oscar list. So I'm I based on what I've known, it was nominated for the Golden Globes. It was nominated at the Critics Choice and it's most likely going to be nominated at the Oscars. Um and so The Hand of God is yes, it is an Italian film. Um it's available on Netflix. So I know nothing about this movie. So I'm gonna go into it completely blind. Wow Matt, you're doing you're watching a movie like me? Wow. I'm, yeah, I'm proud well, of you. I, I, do it. It's the best way to do it. It's the best way to do it. Yes, 100%. 100%. <laughs> I, don't I was like, look. Anything, get some pre-conceived notes. No trailers. Like, just just go in blind. <laughs> look, we're, we're prepping for award season right now. I, I was researching the data, and I was like, okay, I've seen this name now twice. This must be up for something, right? So let's just do it, and here we are. So we're, we'll, we'll both dive in together on what this movie's about, and we're going to have a full discussion on it uh, next week, as well as the Golden Globe winning film, if that means anything anymore, The Power of the Dog. Uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we're going to be diving into all of that next week. So you don't want to miss that. All the movie fun continues yeah. next week. Thank you, everyone who listens. Thank you, Jack, uh, <laughs> thank you <Wow>. Jacqueline, for <laughs> joining us again. <laughs> uh, and for that, I've been your host, Matt Diaz. It's been Ernesto Santos. See ya.